trying to go live again now, and I think we're in there now. Excellent condition. That could change. That's good. It's oh okay now it's starting to count. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. Try to change the date. Oh yeah. That's important. Just kidding. People want. Are you fading us down? Nice one. Found it. Alright. We did it. This was... This was odd. For some reason it was streaming in like 2,000 million resolution. And then YouTube was just like, I can't do this anymore, guys. Um, For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the disappearing will. Mm-hmm. Alright, looks like we're connected. Yeah, I think we're... At least whenever I clicked on the thing, it seemed like it was working. Alright. Should we fade? Let's, let's fade it. Wow, amazing. Look at that. Look at that fade. Woo! <laughs> Alright, well, we did it. It only took us nine minutes, but never too late for another episode. <laughs> uh, Neil, welcome. I don't know if you know this, but... Welcome, welcome. <laughs> to One another more. episode of Who Invited Will. To my, I have no idea. Wait, my right and your left. Yeah, is Will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I did it. That's me. To my left and your right is Sarah. Boys, boys, boys. How's it going? Woo! You made notice. Wow. I can't believe you made it to our studio. Here. I know it's incredible. I just want to thank uh, the Whamley for paying for my flight and uh, the wonderful accommodation. <laughs> it's been beautiful so far. I think the sheltered door closes at like like 11 o'clock mountain time, so I'm going to need to get out of here kind of fast. Kind of. You got to get in line. Yeah. You gotta Beds get the, go quick. Got to get those free socks or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so... You may notice that uh, we're missing a uh, uh, we're missing a host, but we've gained a guest. The most. Host. Oh, and I'm Jay, by the way. Did I even introduce myself? Do I even Probably say my not. name anymore? I don't no. think so. Hope the audio is good. Um, no go. Oh, okay. We've got a lot of controversy about the overlay right now. I mean, we might be disappearing. Like I could disappear like this, whoop, and come back. It's like magic. It's a magic show. Um, but before we get into anything, let me grab my water. Hold on. We uh, can. Um... Where is my yeah, room? let us know if you do or don't. This overlay, this is what they call a no-go. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, audio, great. Thanks for the feedback, Austin. Keep it coming. Let us know. I don't know what overlay you're talking about. Uh, Sarah's here in the studio with us. Oh, hey. I jumped on a plane right after work. Right Hi, after work. How are you? Hi. Are you ready? High five. High five, Will. High five, Will. Wait, the other, other way. Other, That's my uh, face, okay. Will. There we go. Oh, oh, <laughs> got oh, it. Oh. <laughs> Woo. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, it's Ramadan, guys. So this is why I have, I have a handful of dates and I have a glass of water. So I'm going to break the fast with you guys. Looks like you guys already started. So I'm just going <laughs> to catch up. <laughs> Um, Cheers to Ramadan. Cheers to Ramadan. Ramadan. Rahim, as they say in Rome or uh, Saudi Arabia, Mecca. As they say in Mecca, Bismillah. 
Yeah. That's what they always tell me, at least. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so what, what, a, what a wonderful d- evening this ah. is. Ooh, that went down quick. It goes down smooth. Smoother than an Irish car bomb on St. Paddy's you gotta Day. You got to put it in the middle. See how my hand shows up there? I just need to not Ooh. move. I'm amazing if I don't move. <laughs> if I put if the glass in front of my... It's like, an, it's like the glass is an invisibility thing. Anyway. Chandra in the chat fun. changed it Dad, up. Dad, what's up? R is in the chat. S CP? is in the chat for Sarah. S, S is in the, the chat, chat, buddy. Mm. Everybody gets a free t-shirt from Neil if you put an S in the chat. So get those S's in. Rules are the rules. Those are the rules. <laughs> so what do we got on the agenda today? Man, we have so much. We have so much on the dock. There's like absolutely so I'm chewing into the mic. Everyone loves that. Mm. But how's that date? Is that date just hitting different? The date's hit different after 14 hours of not eating and drinking for yeah. sure. Yum. Yeah. Do you? There are like different quality of dates, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I guess with anything, there's different qualities. I remember when I was, I was on the date subreddit. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I'm sure it exists. Is it and I'm sure. Sh- hmm? Well, water just because I want to hydrate, but it's dates. Uh, you know, traditionally they break the fast with dates. But I feel like it's because it's the only fruit in like Saudi Arabia. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they had like watermelons and mangoes and stuff, they probably yeah. would have. A watermelon. That. Imagine how good a watermelon tastes. Just juicy, mm. watery, oh, no. sweet. Dripping down your Fruit. face. Mm. Mm. I mean, Dave tastes that. amazing too right now. Water is good. Yeah, mm. I appreciate some good water. Yeah. Um, uh, whenever I was over there, I remember bringing back like a, a variety pack of dates and they were all very, very good. But yeah, it seemed like oh, there yeah, were you were in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. Mm. Where was it? Dubai. Yeah. A couple of times. With the oil men? With the oil men, okay. with the sheiks, with the princes. Alhamdulillah. Mm. So a couple yeah. times, really. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I'm still kind of geeking out over the fact that I'm on the podcast right now, that I'm at. I know. Studio. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, look to around. Have you it sitting looks great. next to me. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. good to see you. I'm so glad that <laughs> one of our biggest. Good job. And I think uh, I speak for the whole chat when I say, keep doing it and stay weird. You know, I brought a game for us to play Ooh. later on whenever you guys want, because you're the professionals. Okay. Um, yeah. But in fact, do we want to start with the game. We could. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's hear what this game is. Channeling Neil right. by keeping the show moving. Yeah. No, I guess just to respond to that quickly, though, you know, mm-hmm. dreams do come true. Chat. If you're a big enough fan, you, too, yeah. could host the show with us. Um, Sarah asked, you know, and it was just like the right timing. Neil is in Detroit. You may see him in the chat. Uh, the town current in the chat. 50% of the messages in chat are just Neil right now. Uh, and, and he, he and current are in Detroit hanging out. Um, going to a Red Wings game. Going to sports uh, and just doing it up, doing a little vacation. So we thought, you know what? This is the perfect time to, uh, to bust out a guest host. So, yeah, I mean, not much to it, honestly. I'm- I'm happy to fill in. It took a lot of string pulling on my side to get Neil away from the <laughs> podcast. So I had this opportunity. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to try and do a really good job. Normally, you know, I'm on my couch enjoying wine, watching you guys. I figured out how to stream it on my TV. Uh, so I, there's not much talking, but this time I get to contribute. So that's real fun. Yes, this is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got the and you've got the wine or you got a bud bar with you or the check oh, bar with man. you. I am so ready. I, mean, I wanted to celebrate Ramadan as well. Yeah. So I got wine and beer. Oh, no. What better I'm, way than alcohol to celebrate Ramadan? They're you know not I mean? off, are they? <laughs> they're no. not. I figured. 
Oh, prepared. look at you coming prepared, though. Gotta be prepared. Have you have you had Budvar before? Mm -mm. You ready? Yes. That's good stuff. Yeah, let's get a let's get a reaction. Let's get a reaction. A live reaction. <sighs> oh that yeah. That's really good. That's the sound <laughs> of satisfaction. That was really nice. Guys, if the yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's my favorite beer. I mean, Neil, really, yeah. your favorite? It's better than whatever swill you're drinking over there. Uh, you what mean? Is your favorite? Well, it's not. This isn't my favorite, but this is. Come on, get in there. Oh, it's because it's a green screen. <laughs> oh, oh Carlsberg, probably the best beer in the world. But probably not, though. Also, but definitely, definitely, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> probably, but definitely but not. They, they, that's what their logo is. That's their claim to fame it says probably the best beer in the world on the box i like that that's humble you know yeah exactly Jay had mentioned that and it only came in tall boys at the uh you know what is it world of wine or what am i total wine yeah those are nice Did total wines yeah i love me a good total wine i, I went to one in <laughs> santa fe they had some stuff on the shelf that hasn't uh -huh. been in denver for years really that's yep. wild yeah and he would know because he's been hunting for years. Oh, I've been hunting all the shelves of Denver. And it's it's that's stopping. <laughs> that no. is stopping. You're cutting down. I actually. Yeah. Well, you have your measuring cup with you. I, I have a measuring cup with you. You're me getting now. scientific with the drinking. Yep. Which is interesting. Wow. Because I want to start tracking how much. Because I'm a heavy pourer, and I want to see what that exactly means. Like how much that actually is. So I figured if I'm actually tracking every single ounce that I'm drinking and writing that down, then I have a better idea of how much I'm drinking in a week. And then it's, I think it's kind of that whole smart thing, right? Then it's like, I can make changes based off of that. But when it's just, oh, I drink when I want to drink and however much I want to drink, then it, who knows? Extends. World exactly. Eraser. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you have no idea how much you're drinking, so you can't. You don't know if you're drinking more or less, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just. Uh, I'm just pulling up the show. I just. Uh, hold on. I just want to. You know, every um, state sure has weird liquor laws, and um, yes. I remember Denver. Where I lived in Denver for a bit, and there was some rule that was there to help the local distilleries or breweries compete with the larger guys, and it was something like. You could only have one of those stores in a certain county or area or something. Oh, like uh, I think it's grocery yeah. stores. So well, no, it's, it's like the it's like the um, oh, it's like ABC or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. That whole idea, like yeah, you a lot can of only the chains aren't. You can't really do them across the board, which is sad. Oh. Right. Yeah, I thought it was certain... something like because like there's like um, a Trader Joe's. There's one King Supers. And it's something like for, for those larger supermarkets or grocery stores, only one of them can serve alcohol. Wow. But then, and yeah. then I thought there was something else with like, then they just changed something recently too, where then they allowed gas stations and stuff to serve above like four or 5% alcohol. And I think that was another big thing. Compared that, to like Florida where you can buy hard liquor at Walgreens, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> And or just or or even in like Louisiana, Mississippi, you just get you go in the drive through and yes, get yes. like a hurricane like or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, cheers to that. That's always exciting. Uh, so 
I came up with a game. Okay. Let's let's play. Even though he's not here, he's here in spirit. So this game yeah. is name that meal. Name that meal. <laughs> and when you want to buzz in, you're gonna say Rider Nation. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, one so, second though. I'm gonna get pizza because I'm so hungry right now. I've so I'm gonna win the first round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. start without yeah, me. Okay. I want to name the Neil. Okay. <laughs> Do you know many Neils, Will? No, I think he's the only one. Uh, trying to think. No, I'm horrible with names, anyways. So I think even if I did know someone, I have already forgot that person. That's so sad. So, yeah, not not yeah. too bad. Do you know more? Nope. Yes. Yes, I do. Actually, I probably know like three Neils in my life. Most wow. of them from my hometown, actually. So okay. maybe it's something with the region. Maybe it's big in New England. Um. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. But I've got a lot of cool facts about some Neils here. And let me ask you, how's married life going? It's great. I'm, yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same. Yeah, which, which I hear is, that. Which is nice. Um, but then... Well, today I was, kind of, I was kind of upset because I ordered a ring and it was supposed to come in tonight and they delivered it early when I wasn't there. So hmm. then I have to wait till tomorrow to get it. Um, so it's well, I'll, I'll get a ring. And then I, it's, it's funny. I don't really wear jewelry, so I think it'll take a little getting used to, but mm-hmm. um, it'll be good and I, I got yeah because then all this stuff there's just so much that like certain designs certain i don't know what i found in like Old the one CDN. i think i like is this like slightly domed ring which whatever that means slightly so domed was, yeah because it, it's I like you're the, really dragging it and i like, thought that was your out. wedding night oh, oh no <laughs> i don't Ooh. even know what that means <laughs> Yeah, Nothing. I, it doesn't uh, mean anything. I have quite a few friends who have designed their own ring. Oh, okay. It's usually like Christiany people. Yeah. And they'll design something out of wood or maybe something representative of like Jesus somehow. Oh, have like a cross involved. Yeah, like a hidden cross, you know? Yes. So real edgy there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's on the inside or something. Because yeah, that's where it counts. <laughs> that's where it counts. Or it's like right. a. Like, let's play it. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Finish your sentence, Will. Um, Did you have a funny joke there? No, I didn't. I was thinking like how, yeah, that, that's an interesting concept of like how you incorporate a cross. It kind of makes sense. I have it visually in my head of how you could have like the cross holding the stone or something. Dang. That's yeah. fancy. Oh, you yeah. should I don't get, think these people think it's fancy. You should get like one ring to rule them all on, <laughs> inscribed on it and then... Uh, it would be Lord of the Rings. That'd be funny. funny joke. That'd be funny. Oh, that was one of the things I. Uh, speaking, if we get to that link later, that that that's one of the links I have in the Sorry, chat. Sorry, I'm chewing in the microphone. I can't hear you. No, we so like that's that. Fine. That's Ramadan. Let's make this happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's so let you sacrifice. So the game is go, guess that Neil, and we what do we Name say when we buzz in? That Neil. Name that Neil. Name that Neil. And we say right. Rider Nation when we buzz. Well, Rider Nation, whoever says Rider Nation first, okay. you have that first guess. If you do not get the answer correct, and all of these are two-part answers. Ooh, okay. okay. If you do not get both correct, your opponent can steal. Okay? All right. And so it. they can steal, but I don't go negative. No. Okay. Do you want to go negative? No. <laughs> okay, good. All right, good. All right. Name that Neil. Name that Neil. Name that Neil. 
This Neil was an American astronaut and the first person to walk on the moon. I said right Neil Armstrong. Negative. Fuck. Go in early. Okay. There's a two-part question. Oh, so we have to wait for both parts. Okay. I'll start again. All right. This Neil was an American astronaut and the first person to walk on the moon. His hometown is this city where they eat their chili with spaghetti. Name that meal and that city. Rider Nation. Cincinnati. Actually, huh? okay. Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, and who was the Neil? Neil Armstrong. Oh, God. Excellent job. All right. Is that right? Yeah. 3,000 points to Jay. Wow. It's so funny when he buzzed in first, he goes, name that Neil. <laughs> Instead of Rider Nation, <laughs> I already forgot. See, I told you. Wait, um, in Cincinnati? How did I know that? that? Is, that I've is never even of, heard that. I would have said St. Louis. I've heard of them doing that. I didn't know where that was. That's very interesting. Cincinnati. My brain is so. I remember stuff that I don't even know. That's what you were saying. That <laughs> yeah, I always remember. Stuff. He's a savant. Talk a lot about it. So. I'm a savant. Exactly. I'm a Neil savant. All right. All right. So I've got one, and Will's got how many? Zero. Okay, got just checking. Two thousand. If he can get it. We don't know how many points he's going to get next, but he might get a bunch. <laughs> Let's see if he wins. Okay. This meal has sold nearly 100 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling musicians of all time. Name that meal and of his 34 studio albums produced. Rider Nation. Name one <laughs> of his hits besides Sweet Caroline. Name that meal. Rider Nation. <laughs> good, good, go. Neil Diamond. Okay. Diamonds are forever. Song. Out of the 34 He said diamonds, diamonds are, are forever. I'm stealing it. <laughs> I don't know that guy. That's steal. Uh, can I steal? Neil, stop. Okay, go for it. Neil Diamond. Okay. Heart of Gold. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is beautiful. That's not right, oh. though. Oh, wait. Neil. The album you're that saying. That would be Neil Young. Oh, my God. Wow, you're an Zero idiot. Point. That's probably one of the ones. I don't know any up. Neil America, Diamond songs. There's a Blue Jane Betty one, but no. I'm no. sorry. Okay. That's okay. That's all right. Next one. You still have. Diamonds are forever. This... Oh, you're still there? Honestly, until this moment, I didn't realize Neil Diamond and Neil Young were two different people. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. 100%. Well, whenever Bring Neil Young comes up, I'm going to, yeah, exactly. I'm going to snatch, snatch, snatch. <laughs> Rock me, Jay. Mm -hmm. We should just be looking. The the original, the OG Neil apparently has all the answers. He'd be winning the game. I was going to say, chat can help you. Like, that's a lifeline. Chat oh, okay. All right. So, all right, chat. All right. Let's, all right, let's, 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 let's keep going. On to the next Neil. This Neil, named Sextius Astrophysicist Alive. Mm. Majored in physics, know it. was a competitive ballroom dancer and captain of Harvard's wrestling team. Yeah. Name that Neil and the eight planets in our galaxy. Rider Nation. Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Close. Oh. <laughs> um, eight things. Yeah. Eight <laughs> what? Eight planets in our pronunciation. galaxy. Huh? Eight planets. We got. Earth. Yes. <laughs> Mercury. Yes. Saturn. Yes. Jupiter. Yes. Mars. Yes. The sun. Fuck. Take it back. Take it back. Um, one of those. Um, the sun, everyone. He said the what's sun. The that, what's the one that perhaps a child would make a joke out of it? Oh, Uranus. Thanks for the help and the... Yeah. Thank you, Uranus. Guys, chat. Uranus. Don't, say, don't say anything. Uranus. Don't Venus. Say anything. 
Oh Thanks in the chat. Okay, Austin. Well, there's one more. Nope. That's all of them because Pluto yeah, is not technically. Okay. Um, Earth, Mercury, mm-hmm. Mars, Jupiter, yeah. Saturn, Uranus, Venus. Uh-huh. What's the one that just, uh, what, there's one more. No, no, that, don't tell Give him. me a hint. Don't tell him. I, I, know need, I need this. I it's need a, this. It's Jay. a place in Jersey, Blank City. You're not going to know. <laughs> Austin said, the sun, please turn your mic off. <laughs> um, there's a place. I know it. I, so, I know it. I know it like the back of my hand. How much time does he um, give use? Me, give me another hint. How many hints right, do you need? It's a planet in the more. solar system. <laughs> huh? And You're going to get three seconds, and they're going to be out in kneels, okay? Okay. One kneel. I, that's not helping me. I need hints. Two kneel. <laughs> Neptune! Oh! <laughs> That was it. it was uh, awesome. Thank you, Austin. Austin, why? I knew it too. You uh, now get fifteen thousand points. Woohoo! Uh huh. Uh huh. Taking the lead. Uh huh. Taking the lead. That's All because right, I guessed question. so much. Thank you, Austin. You're the man. Yeah, Austin, you're really fucking me here with this game. But now, I want you guys you. just to, you know what? Don't look at the chat until you have to. Think of it as a lifeline. Okay. So, but I'm a cheater. So. All right. So he doesn't get to look at the chat, chat anymore. He uses lifeline. Or up, I should say. All right, here we go. This Neil is a successful actor, comedian, writer, producer, magician, and singer. Four-time Tony host, he was nominated for a Golden Globe at age 15. Name that Neil and the show that made him a household name in 1989. Oof. Oh, my God. I No, hold on. I love that this is stumping you. I would say that gay guy from um, How I Met Your guy. Mother. Now, what would his name be? <laughs> oh, Neil Rider, Diamond. Oh, Ryder Nation, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> okay, and then, and then what was the show that made him famous? NHP. NPH. It's not Doogie Howser or something? Yes. What is it? Is That's that the it. show's Doogie name? Ah! Oh. You are now awarded... 16,000 points. Yes. 16, wow, I'm right behind you. So I've got 18. Yeah. And what do you All have? Right. 15? 15. I'm oh, just right. You. I'm nipping on your heels. Nipping right, on my nails. Nipping on your <laughs> heels. All for this. You guys ready? All right. Is this the, is this the last question? Look, yep. This okay. is the long oh, This I'm is gonna, the championship I'm going to get this one. I already know the answer. Ready? This Neil garnered support after leaving Spotify in response to the Fear Factor host Joe Rogan's efforts to normalize sexism, racism, speculative COVID information. Sounds like a J joke. In solidarity, Joni Mitchell, <laughs> Nils Lofrogan, uh, Graham Nash, Brene Brown, India Reid, Crosby and Stills also left the streaming giant. Name that Neil and finish their lyric. Don't you ever ask them why. Oh, no, I'll sing it. Don't you ever ask them why. If they told you, you would cry. So just look at them and sigh. Rider Nation. Yes. Neil Young. Finish the lyric then. And can you keep singing to it one more time? <laughs> All right. Take it from the top. Ready? Don't you ever ask them why. If, you, if they told you, you would cry. So just look at them and sigh. And say, Southern man, you can't take my job. All right, nope. Damn it. Jay, it's a classic. And wonder why. Right, I'm going to hum the tone. Okay. And then you put the words together. Ready? 
Because I love da, 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 you. Da, 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 da. And know they love you. Yep, yes. That's it. That's it. Austin wow. Lutz. Wow. What a cheater. <laughs> Jay, I didn't I, look up at the chat. But I didn't look at the chat and I said, I mm, love you. Chat. I knew it was something love you. Austin is a gosh darn wizard at this Neil so game. So the real winner is Austin, I think, Austin this in this game. Austin knows yeah, his Neils. If there's a guy who knows his Neils, it's Austin. And that's... Austin, that's we can end you. That's that's impressive. I Austin mean, does have a big brain. What, what'd you say? That was a great game. Yes, that was actually really good. That was amazing. I'm sweating. That was fierce competition. Yeah, I can't. Um, yeah, I, I was very close. <laughs> Austin's a huge Neil fan. Man, you guys start listening to more Neils. You know, I do, I like. I think out of all the Neil Young is way better than Neil Diamond. I'll put that out there. And Neil's gonna. He's like a. A wonderful grandpa who's done so much for your family, you know? Really? I don't know that much about him. I always thought he was just kind of weird. Same. I don't know. My something. second grade teacher, she set up this record player at the front of the classroom. And every week, she would have the entire classroom sing a different song. And we would have to learn it. And she'd give us lyric sheets. Oh, wow. One of those songs was America by Neil Diamond. So I know all the lyrics to that, too. That's... Um, did you ever play America, that? America, fuck yeah, right? <laughs> That's it. Um, there was some game on TV where you had to finish the lyrics like that. I I can't even. I don't know lyrics. Yeah, I, I'm like really bad at it. I always get the lyrics wrong, but I still say word like I still say a sentence, but then people are like, "That's not even what it is at all." Even like, karaoke oh, to me, it is. I like, and the words are on the screen. <laughs> can't read you can't read and sing no it's tough too much going on thing is also related to like gender somehow because i know quite a few guys who listen more to the music than they do the lyrics whereas i know more girls who are yes. more impacted by the lyrics than men are you that's know? really that interesting because yeah it's definitely like two camps i've ne i definitely have like talked to people who are just like you gotta like I love this song so much like you know the lyrics they story. just like get to my you know hit my soul mm -hmm. and then I'll just be like oh I didn't I don't even it's as if the the voice is like another instrument I don't even I don't listen to like the yes, meaning exactly. of anything it's just like ah, yeah, they might as well be saying nothing what I wonder if there's something behind that yeah because my mom well, was really or she's great at knowing um all the the lyrics to stuff too um hmm I knew a yeah, guy who could hear like a song like in college when I was in Egypt. He could hear a song once and know like all. It was weird. Sound sounds autistic. <laughs> well, I, maybe I he mean, was. That's for, that, there's that one autistic guy. Well, he's like so autistic that uh, <laughs> how autistic he, is he? <laughs> <laughs> that he can't. He doesn't really talk, but he has like the most insane brain ever, or like memory ever, where they took him. They just flew him over New York City in a oh, helicopter yeah. for 15 minutes. And then he spent the next year drawing. It wasn't a New year, York, was it? I don't know. A long time. Was it Because it was I huge. It was, I thought it was quick because he draws so fast. He's, He's just like. Well, maybe. But it's like everything is perfectly to scale. He has every single building in there. It was like on like a 15 foot wall. It was insane. Yeah, he did a whole wall and it was just like a photo re it, but it was all like sketches like his style of drawing it's like he's filling it in kind of it's weird oh. it wasn't like 
he didn't draw slow. It was just very like did 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 and like did did did, and he would just I, when he was done, it had all the shading and stuff. It was crazy. Maybe it's something that is like legit hand in hand with that diagnosis. But I love that you guys every time you see like kind of a weirdo who's doing something good, you're like autism. Autism. That's <laughs> super autism. That's so dense in autism, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think it's uh, I think some of the greatest minds out there. Are, we're slightly or at least a little bit on the spectrum mm-hmm. um there i can't remember i mean, it might have been newton there was someone i was thinking isaac he, newton right like was, th- there was a, there was also a different one that a different guy that was like so reclusive that you couldn't people like you couldn't have a conversation with him because if you looked at him he, he just completely shut down so if you wanted to talk to him You'd have to go up, stand next to someone else, and start talking about the topic that you wanted to talk to him about. And oh then he could be like, oh, and then he'd like say something and then like run off. It was, it was yeah. I feel like my therapists have talked to me about that. Like they've said, like, don't interrupt people. So just wait till like a place opens. So I think that's not a bad rule of thumb socially. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> just run away mm-hmm. mid conversation. Say something, a keyword. Get out of there. I have so much pizza in my mouth. It, it's <laughs> yeah, and that that way you're more of a man or woman of mystery too, because you you get in, you get out, and they're like, wow, that was just just spot on yeah. and so concise. Know. And then yeah. now they're gone with the wind. Wow, amazing. I can't wait till they come back and say something random again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Guys, do you want to get into some um, reactions? Let's let's. Or you want to react opine up. more on autism? Just kidding. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll sprinkle that. Yeah. that'll come up. <laughs> Don't worry, that's that's a motif in yeah. this in this podcast. You see how I dropped those that word, Jay? Motif. I I did. Um, that's because I know what that word means, and I don't know what opine you means. Want, you opine to offer an opinion. Oh, nice. My favorite word is disjunctive syllogism. It's two words, but it's really good. Disjunctive. What's the last part? Syllogism. Syllogism. Yeah. Isn't that great? What that is? <laughs> it is a mathematical hypothesis. That what? <laughs> what happens in it? It's the term, it's the term for mathematical hypothesis. <laughs> what is the hypothesis, though? Sarah, tell us. Is it that, is cool. that's that it. birds are ro- <laughs> birds are government spies? Mm-hmm. Birds <laughs> aren't real. We all birds know aren't that. Real. Um, all right, I'm gonna share the screen, guys. You might see a little flicker of the uh, of the canvas here. Look but at it, the flick of the wrist. There you go. That's pretty, guys. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sharing my desktop. All right, so it probably doesn't look like much. Oh. Maybe it does look like a frozen. frozen. <laughs> we should just keep this rest of the show. Like through uh, my paces as a new person. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, I hold on. I gotta resize. Sorry, guys. Reality might look a little crazy for a second. I gotta resize this thing. There was some resolution. Uh, there was some resolution woes. But then, Sarah, are you still seeing? Do you see the full screen, or you're still seeing the uh, stuff? I'm seeing the background as well. You see everything. You see the. Huh? Do you see the halal sexpert? No, yeah, no, but you can see the the brow, like all the behind the scenes stuff too, right? Correct. They're seeing this whole scene, things. Jay. What? They're seeing everything. They're not just seeing what we see here. What do you mean? They're seeing. They're seeing the back end too. The back end, all of the the. 
they're seeing exactly what we're seeing. See how the the big thing is? Oh, am I sharing the wrong screen? Yes. Oh. There we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you sure? Yes. That, I mean, she just told us that. You can see the OBS and everything. I could when I just saw it a second ago, but I'll I'll pull up the show there. Hold on. Chat. Um, hold on. I'm gonna go uh, back and see. As part of this, we um are not no, gonna be look. able to see. Okay, that looks good. To, oh, maybe just Sarah can see it, but then I feel everyone like she doesn't else know what you're talking see. about, and she's saying yes. Well, she's no, she knows what OBS is. She says the back end. I'm but not look. that big of a stand. Okay, I I see what you're saying, Jay. I think that's what the what what. Let's go back to whatever you did. Good job. Um, and if, what's happening? If Sarah can see the the thing too, then that's okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. Desktop two. Is that what I'm trying to? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Desktop two. There we go. I don't know what happened before, but I think. Oh yeah, now it's sharing up there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think this is right. I think we're, I think we're good. We yep. can, um, everything look good. Yeah. All right. We can see the notes. What about mm-hmm. the chat? Is uh, is anyone still watching this thing? Oh yeah, we got writers in the chat. We got we got some writers. Got eight people. Okay. Looks like a nice, 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 nice. It's like a three on my phone, but that's fine. Okay. So, can people see that? It looks frozen now. Well, because it's showing this, I think, now. Well, it was perfect before. I know, I'm sorry. And you I, I completely know. ruined it. Well, I was just going off of what Sarah was saying, too. Oh, okay. Now it's good. Oh, okay. Now we're good. Chat, uh, just yeah, bear perfect. with us. All right. We are here on the Instagram page of the Halal Sexpert. Oh. I don't really know what I wanted to talk about her. I just think it's awesome that she's a doctor who, like, talks to Muslim couples about, like, intimacy in a very positive way. Nice. Let's awesome. see if let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can learn a little bit from the halal expert today. So, uh, guys, tune in. Now do you should do the one avoid sex. Prioritize sex during the blessed nights of Ramadan. Just like how we schedule anything important (laughs) in our lives, whether it's a doctor's appointment or a meeting with our employer, we schedule it. I need you to schedule and prioritize sexual intimacy in your marriage. Sit down with your spouse and say, at this time, on this night, or on these nights, this is our sexy time. Mm -hmm. This is our time to do whatever we need to do to gain that sexual pleasure. I promise this will not take the fun out of it. It will still be amazing because you're not saying at this time we are going to do this, this, and this. Then you're going to flip me over and you're going to do this. No. Mm-hmm. You will establish that in the moment. Yes. But you're just setting aside this time as your personal sexy time together. Enjoy. Yes. Nice. How do we? Isn't that awesome? Isn't um, she awesome? Yeah. It's so yeah. interesting because I just was listening to a TED Talk today about how to – it was like how to sustain – long-term intimacy in a relationship and that you've been married two weeks things must be (laughs) dropping off right Uh um so what she was saying was basically the same advice that like people think that they want spontaneity and that they want the spontaneity out of oh well let's just have sex whenever but then it's not the same thing as yes planning it because 
spontaneity doesn't mean it can ever it's ever going to happen but if you mm-hmm. plan it out then that's like more okay this is this is the time we're going to do it and exactly what she was saying then it's like th- you can still have fun and be spontaneous in the moment um but it, it's not the same kind of thing i thought that was interesting or that's at least what i took away from yeah from the woman's speech what, what uh, are your views on this thanks for asking will i you know i think that uh the older I get, and I'm a singleton, I enjoy being single. I'm having living my best life out here. But the more, the older that I get, the more that I see marriage is much more of a partnership and almost like a business partnership than it is that lust-filled excitement that rolls down the hill kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I think if you think of it like that as this partnership where you're in it for the long haul and you're growing with each other, then things like scheduling might sound unsexy to outsiders, but the reality is it's you're seeing this person every day, you're good and bad. You might as well know that both of you are going to get some excitement out of it at some point. And I think it helps with communication too. You know, if there's a problem, someone's going to bring it up instead of feeling resentful or rejected. Exactly. Yeah. I like that uh, idea a lot of just, yeah, that open communication. And then that way everyone's needs are being met. Right. And yeah, there, there was something else that the lady was saying. It was like around that idea of like all of society up until recently, marriage was, yes, like you were saying, like more of like a binding business contract where it was the uh, consolidation and accumulation of wealth. Um, and then you were having kids, not because of the intimacy or the sex part, you were having kids to have extra hands on the farm. They were almost like another, another like source of, they were another like asset. Yes. Like another economic asset, a sustainable asset. Yeah. Well, not really, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they died a lot. And that's what they were. She was popping them out. Yeah. Um, But then, so, but then (laughs) nowadays it's like your partner is your best friend your support, your business partner, all these things where then it becomes that whole idea of like um, it it's harder to like no one person can fill all those roles. So even that whole like uh, distance makes the heart grow uh, fonder thing Mm -hmm. where space allowing you guys to separate actually builds anticipation up. a lot of that stuff that then like you think that might not you might not get out of a relationship, but it's, it's definitely possible. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. Idea. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I also think that like a lot of especially like I don't know exactly if everyone in Muslim culture is like this, but I think mm-hmm. like talking about sex can be like shamed, especially like if you're religious and you think like, oh, my sexual desires are wrong and. Yeah. You know, and then you don't ever talk about it growing up because it's sort of this like taboo, taboo thing. Yeah. And then you get into a marriage or you get into a serious relationship with somebody or whatever. And then you don't have like any real perspective on like how to approach intimacy. And maybe like it's awkward. So you t- you could avoid it with the person. And then like you said, you know, it just becomes something that like is not really fulfilling or you're not fulfilled in that way. So anyway, I'm all for it. I love her. You know, yeah. I love her positive. uh <laughs> attitude (laughs) well and like you said it's it's kind of within that community that's somewhat still taboo so for her having the kind of guts to put stuff out there in like a positive educational way more props to you sister 
doctor doctor sister to doctor you Will. she's sister. a doctor hey. i think too um yeah. So anyway, I did, there wasn't too much funny about it. I mean, yeah. we could watch well, more videos, but we have no. so much to get to. Yeah, I feel like we should just yeah. um, let me hide these freaking control. I think we should just keep you this screen up for down. a while. Yeah, um, I think that's good. because we also want like bust, you know, like a uh, ghost out or whatever you want to call it. Plus, Austin's um, not a fan of the uh, backdrop, so we got to keep the chat happy. Well, Austin doesn't. And I actually love your look at your uh, brick backdrop. Oh, what amazing right. little. Right? And like, I have you a have. really cool chair. You can't see it, but it looks Will, nice. Will you come and out and do a live show out here someday? And yeah, oh yeah, you know. So speaking of uh, disturbing <laughs> photos, <laughs> speaking. <laughs> yeah, this one's really macabre, but I thought it is yeah. something that is eye-catching and memorable, and it brings up an important and different conversation too. Yeah, see, no, no need to justify th- it. I love yes, this. Yes, Sarah. That's how I view these reaction stuff. It's yep. not just about talking about what it is. It's there's, yeah. there's details, there's discussion that can happen afterwards. How does afterwards. it affect our society, right? Yes. That's what this podcast, that, those are the, the answers that people want. And that is what Who Invited Will delivers. That's what don't, Sarah delivers. Don't encourage him, Sarah, please. Don't encourage him to post more uh, cringe Reddit memes and talk about how it's, uh, you know. The, the, we live in a society. Exactly, yeah, literally. So I anyway. Like for those people who didn't know, I don't know if you want to set this up or I yeah. can set this up. Yeah, uh, go for so it. So this, I'm trying to find the, uh, yeah. So recently this went viral, uh, this picture of basically a, a body, someone fully clothed, a body leaning up against something at a nightclub. Look, this is, this. he's dead, everyone. That's the spoiler. A former rapper. Uh, <laughs> he's ice cold. And to celebrate his life, <laughs> wow, that was they so threw a party at a club, and the club apparently didn't know that this was going to take place. They're going to bring the body into the club that night. What I found out, though, because I remembered from long ago, and if you go to the next tab over, Jay, I think you have it pulled up, there was a show on maybe A&E or something, Oops. and it was about these funeral homes in the South. Uh, that mainly were in the black community. No, boxer. And they would prop up these bodies doing things that that person had loved doing when they were huh. alive. This is just Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, that's what they got. That's what they said this about This is literally like, the plot of Weekend at Bernie's. But this is actually, this tradition is usually held at a homegoing party, which is another in, you know, Part of the of the black community's way of mourning their huh. their loved ones. Doritos and is part of yeah, the tradition. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> That's what he loved. Don't drag it. He loved yeah. Doritos. I like that. I I mean I don't. No, I, don't I like. Okay. It. I, I'm scared. I think he has I, a game controller in his hand. Do you see? Oh, that? he does. He's vibing. That's he. Socks man, he, he's got that PS PS five. Um. Intra- wow so th- is- see and then that's exactly i knew i'd like you sarah see this is how i every single time in the chat you're just so supportive and great but then also this this is exactly the kind of stuff that i do like you find something you're like wow that's super interesting let me research this a little bit more and then you go down this rabbit hole and then you like see a whole other subculture that you were never aware of before and it's just like wow that is amazing these people are dead, chat. Well, I, the one thing <laughs> that... Um, They're not alive. Even though it might be jarring to us, we have to take a breath, take a beat, circle back, look at the, the actual reason behind this. Why mm. would family members, loved ones agree to this? Uh-huh. And 
I think that if we can understand that there are different ways to celebrate someone's life, different ways to mourn. And yeah. take a breath. A unlike these two, yeah. huh? You said take a breath. Unlike these two, am I, am I right? Can you? No. <laughs> You're not wrong, but um, it doesn't make you right. But I, I, and I agree. Like, I like that. Like, that's what I've heard too, or at least recently, it seems like it's been more, uh, or like f- funerals that I've gone to, it's been more um, celebration of life, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, this person has passed, but let's celebrate them as a person. And so then, yeah. like, for this, it's love. Um, let's show them doing the things that they love to do. And I, and I like that. And it's interesting Kinda because like I, a Dia de los Muertos type of idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. then even in, um, I watched a whole documentary on some African cultures. I can't remember where, but, um, what they do is it's not necessarily dressing someone up as like kind of a prop type thing, but it's, they change their <laughs> dressing uh, them up as a prop. Well, it's basically what it is, right? They are um, propped up. But they they create custom um, coffins based on what they like, and uh, was it for kid? Well, I don't think it was specifically extreme embalming. They call it. Yeah, it's definitely different, and it is like I said, it's jarring to see this because of the norms that we have in a lot of. Oh God. How look? She's got she's got a cigarette in her hand. (laughs) And a oh, her hand. Look at her hands, though. They look dead. They look great. She, got she doesn't. Done. They don't look that dead. She looks like she they just had a lot of plastic me. surgery. And she's wearing a wig, and then the rest of it yeah. you can't tell. Plastic but, surgery. You know, yeah, I mean, she looks like. Ways, you look at this, and you can't be incredibly sad that they're dead because it feels like they're living on. Also, it's yeah. a little bit wild to look at. So either you're giggling at the pose because he has a game yeah. controller in his hand, and she's got her parliaments or whatever, or. You know, I'd rather laugh than weep, right? Neil, yeah. as Neil put it, pour pour one out for the two deceased riders. Um, and the the one thing that I would say too about that, it's like, I'm sure that that was part of because it is a part of their culture. That was mm-hmm. also what they wanted, and so you're just respecting yeah. their right. wishes after it's they've not, they passed. Had no clue, and yeah would rather just be in a box rotting. They had some fun before they got He's I like, feel like hey. they did this to pharaohs and stuff in ancient Egypt. They would like embalm them. Well, they would also like kill their entire the servants slaves, and, yeah, and, and, the slaves. and embalm them with yeah. the pharaoh. But they would like pose them apparently. Hmm. Because, so that when they woke up in the afterlife, they'd be like ready to, ready yeah, to get to party or whatever it was. I always think it's wild when you see historical figures like Avita Peron was done. I think that a what? Maybe what Avita Peron, the... First Argentinian. lady of Argentina. Oh, don't cry for not me, culture. Argentina. You ever heard that? No, nope, yep. never heard of that in my and, life. Uh, I think like there was some a lot of political figures. They're embalmed and then put into like a glass coffin, and oh. everyone walked by them to say hi. You know. Let me huh. see the original rapper guy. They did a party like this. Isn't at the the other ones seem like they're at the funeral home. This, this is guy, at the they, club. Do you want to play the video because there's a video? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> oh, God. Of course, they're playing Tupac. They don't even play the guy's own music. Maybe they did, and they just took a break for a minute. If you're a single lady who's alive, put your hands in there. You know, he 
probably had a list of songs that he wanted to play. This is probably copyrighted, but I get the idea. <laughs> yeah. I that, get the idea. That is a very interesting idea, Fun too. party, right, you guys? Have, you create your own um, funeral playlist. or eh, My my <laughs> mom already told uh, my sisters and I what song she wants to be sung or yeah, I've done like that played with my at her. Family. My sister, yeah. I usually tell her because she knows I'm a weirdo. So she's like, okay, Sarah, that's fine. But and, but and it's really a part of life. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like right. knowing that we all die and that we all have our time. And I, I would rather have people prepared. So go out and write your wills, make your playlist, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I. I don't want this. If I die and you guys, okay, uh, sure. pu- if you guys puppet me or whatever, for a record, yeah, like it's the podcast. No, uh, oh god, I'm <laughs> at the podcast. Check bar in the hand. Eternal. Yeah, that's just like eternal torment. I'm out here like I have to do a podcast for all eternity. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> Will and Neil are sitting next to me. They do a whole show while I'm just involved. Like, like wow, this is the quietest Jay's ever been. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't interrupted me once. Take your sunglasses yeah, off, man. Oh God, put them back on. <laughs> wow, how high are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got a little too high during the show, guys. Uh, high right up to heaven. All right, what's our next link? That let's, was let's link it up. That blew my mind. You guys are having like a. a divergent syllogism about this whole thing and i was just sitting there like whoa i love the twitter comments though someone said cheers and someone (laughs) waiting for the last bus ride that's (laughs) fucked up i mean yeah come on i don't think that's funny that bus took her right to heaven will right up to heaven all right so what's this amazon workers sorry i'm I'm squishing the the thing so we can read the, the title Amazon Workers Union bolsters revitalized labor movement. Wait, so did they act? So I remember, let me just say what I know about the whole Amazon thing. Apparently, I mean, to, to segue away from like uh, puppets, people, people, puppets, puppet, dead people, puppets. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Amazon. Peter picked up a pot, pepper. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so what I remember from this Amazon thing was they initially did a vote for unionization in some southern state i don't remember what it was our uh, mississippi, mississippi. yeah but they they basically invalidated the vote because they were like uh they've i don't remember what it was but apparently they only had like one ballot box and it was like right outside like the manager's office or something and they were like cameras so people were just Doctor. like yeah, yeah people exactly. were just like afraid to vote because they were like well i don't want to get fired for like vote for even voting so i guess right. there was really low turnout and then Sounds obviously like real election and they had all these posters around being like unions are bad and you should not do them and this will ruin your life. And so they basically asked for a recall, a recall or, you know, it was like a stop the count type of situation, yeah. a recount or, or a revote like a whole. They basically made them redo the election. I don't Good. know how you'd say it. Yeah. I don't know if this is related to that, but that's the last I'd heard is they were going to redo it. So I, if you want to take it away. Uh, different Amazons that were going through this process of trying to bring on a union. Uh, one was in Mississippi. The other, I believe, was in either New York or New Jersey. It might have been like Staten Island area. Okay. And um, Staten Island. Yeah. Staten sure. Island, you know. Yeah. Uh, sure. And um, the, like, I, for example, I will not use Amazon to the point that Amazon regularly sends me emails text messages, right. things like that. You up? You, know what you have in your heart. <laughs> have you done this? Then again, 
I bought this on it because it's a, it's a last minute buy and I know they're going to get it to me, but their environmental footprint, what they're doing with their workers is really sad stuff. And I have friends who work there. Some of them love it. Some of them don't. None of them really get into the politics of it. Mm. Uh, and they're I like, think Bezos has bugged my phone. We literally can't talk yeah, about this. Like it doesn't matter. Cause they already, yeah. they already know all the deets, but, um, I, was really taken by a documentary, and I think it was called The Factory. Hmm. But this was about a factory in maybe Pennsylvania, and they were making windshields for cars. That factory was paying, let's say, $25 an hour for their unionized workers. Okay. Later on, the company was bought by a company out of Asia, I think China, and the wages went down to $13 an hour, and they weren't allowed to unionize. And yep. this documentary covered all the nuts and bolts of how bad things got at that factory. They also covered how these unions were being squashed by people that were hired by corporate to come in and create these rumor campaigns, PR campaigns, mm -hmm. same thing you were saying about posters. Yeah. But there's so much pressure for people to stay away from it because it hurts their bottom line if they have to deal- Pay more, pay a minute, like an actual wage, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and also just, you know, it's in corporate America today, I feel like there are so many different spots to say, isn't this an awesome cush job? But really those opportunities, like bringing your dog into work, having a gym on site, it really just keeps you working there. And it's such yeah. a blessing to be able to work in a spot like that. Ping pong tables, time. beer taps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and also it's, I don't think, I mean, Amazon yeah. has like, I think a chiropractor on hand. Mm -hmm. well, that oh, tells wow. you anything. Huh. But it's like well, they, have, they have an yeah. they have an embalmer on hand. If you die at your desk, <laughs> correct, yeah. they'll prop and you they'll right up there, and and if no one will know. Prime member, they'll ship you for free to your family. <laughs> so yeah, right. if you have a prime membership, <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't have a prime. Free shipping on your coffin. Wow. Well, because then <laughs> yeah. th there was even was that I th I watched that documentary. I'm pretty sure. And then was that the whole thing where then like. Then they also went over to China or whatever, wherever right. the other one they was. They sent over like several of their employees. Yes, and they're like, and then they're like, "Do you guys understand how good you have it?" Like, it just shows like, even though they have like the union was so good, the people coming from China are like, "Wait, you guys get to like leave your job at a normal time and see your family and blah 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 blah." And they start going down the whole list of stuff, and then like they were all crammed into. There's like eight the of dormitories. them. Yeah, eight yeah. of them in within like a two bedroom apartment, and there it just looked. Yeah. Well, I horrendous. mean, I don't think we should like. So wait, they sent American people to be like, you think thirteen dollars an hour is bad? <laughs> no, they <laughs> sent Chinese people it. to America to run the company or to show to because basically wait. what was happening. So this is an American company that got bought out by a Chinese company. Right, right, right. So I, they yeah. sent Chinese people to America to say, hey, this is how the new company is going to run. Yeah. And so then they kind of indoctrinate them. In the morning, they all get in line. They do these exercises together. It's a very Asian thing. Have you noticed that? Like yeah. school yeah. At like, yeah. or like but the Philippines in jail, they do like those thrill they everyone does thriller in the morning or yeah something. the dances and stuff yeah. but then but then that's the crazy thing is like then it just becomes so then they came over and then they're trying to basically make the same kind of Recreate. yeah system work here and everyone's like, against the law well it's not against the law but they, you should see they, they the people's reactions violations because there were it's things that 
were worker right issues or the way that they disposed of waste at the end of the day they'd be pouring paint down drains yeah, things like that exactly they, yeah. just, they weren't and these were actually workers who were brought from china to set those standards in these factories yes because osha wasn't in place and you know the uh epa yeah. is not a thing there shouts to um, neil they, osha osha but they also showed um the culture in china and how in that space because it's a communist country, the ties to the government are so very mm-hmm. strong. And right. So you, so you grow, don't have really a way yeah, to... Yeah, you grow up yeah. there knowing you're going to have a job yeah. and that the country and government is doing the right thing for you. And yeah. so you just kind of trust the process and keep moving forward opposed to thinking, I could leave this company, get a better job with yes. better treatment somewhere else. You what know? was this documentary? I kind of want to watch this. It's it was, so, it was so really good. It's, honestly, it's a great... It was like, And I think it was like either received some award or i think i think they might have been some sort of producers or something on it i think obama had something to do with it it was on netflix or i'm pretty sure i watched it on netflix that's kind of the thing that i hate about being in tech is that like when you look at like all the fan companies like they pay super well right like there's people who are making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year mm-hmm. but like if you look at every single one you're like man they all are just like really evil and bad for the earth i mean yeah. like elon musk buying twitter is like i mean twitter's not one of the fan companies but it's one of the biggest tech companies sure. and i feel like it's like just all the tech companies just like are consolidating into this just like tech monolith yeah that sort of just controls every aspect of our lives like amazon has completely like changed supply chain you know um google like in terms of how we access all information you know across the board all of those companies collecting so much information about consumers whether we know it or not whether we often facebook and and it's like to create an intuitive experience for someone but at what cost because then that information is going somewhere so what dystopian future can we imagine where now things about us are going to be used against us or we're corralled in one way or another politically or you know, exactly. I, I think Facebook with all the political stuff is like that. But, you know, it's just like I don't think they're doing it to create an intuitive experience for us. I think they're just doing it to make money. That's it. There's well, like, yeah. they don't really they they don't care. Benefit, yeah. I mean, I like that's how people explain it. I think that's how tech companies. Oh, yeah. It. We're bringing people together. We're, we're making life efficient. We're we're th- we know what you're interested in. So we Synergies. know what content is going to be good for you. That's how uh, Rockefeller talked about it, though. He was like he saw himself as like just. Uh, sort of this like angel of efficiency who would yeah. just go in and just like crush inefficient competition and take them over and then turn them into his like it's but, kind of the Bezos but then thing, all of a right? sudden you get these monopolies well and he'd also like have like, people beat the shit out of the workers if well, they didn't yeah, go to work and go exactly. like hire the Pinkertons to like break kneecaps if they started trying to unionize so so then you have these people that then Isn't they that? get so powerful that then because then that was, I think, the documentary I talked about last time about how all the senators are going and becoming lobbyists and how much mm-hmm. money is funneled there. But then so these companies get so big that then they really do become above the law. And then you have this monopolized company and then they can just do whatever. And then that's what all the conspiracy theorists are like, oh, the New World Order. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that consolidation, the, the less um, diversity you have, the less different trains of thought you hear the less options you have really and then really that can get 
pretty bad. Pretty That's what quick. tech is doing, though. Everything's it's just consolidating into with how polarized we are in this country about so many issues. Yeah, it makes exactly. A lot of sense because we're all in our little safe bubble of seeing the content that we want to see. Exactly. Whether yep. we know it or not. I mean, well, not even yeah. social media sites, but just Google Chrome, knowing where you go. It's there be yeah. <laughs> we're being like fed these sort of opinions. I mean, I think that that's also the the new espionage, right? It's like information warfare where you just like rile people up. Um, us yeah. versus them when it's really like that's what yeah. i've always heard it's like a lot of the the and i don't there's probably some truth to it i don't know how much but it's like the the, the these global elite or whatever you want to call them these bigger people it's not necessarily about black versus white versus muslim versus christian it's it's rich versus poor and yeah, the rich the keep getting percent. yeah the rich, then then they can control, right? Then they can be divisive and put these little prongs into society to try and split people apart when it's the same thing. Like, rise up! Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, even rich versus poor, I don't, I think is another form of us versus them, though. Honestly, yeah, but say, it's like, a lot different us because rich, like, well, but there's rich, which is just like you have a lot of money, but then there's like. A hundred people who are yes, super elites who make yes. rich people mm-hmm. look like they have no money because yeah. like the Elon Musk of the world, like people can't fathom how much money that yeah. like that he's not rich, he's something else. Yeah, and and those people are you know it's not a class of people, it's just like a few hundred people really if you look at it. Like it's not like and then it's, it's also yeah. how do you control that because obviously no one wants to obviously in this capitalist society nobody wants to go to socialism or communism or anything sure. like that. Socialism is enough of a toxic word that no one wants to touch it. But what do you do when they're so super rich? And you see these news stories about the general people, the general population, whether it's lower, middle, or upper class, suffering financially during these times that we've endured. Mm-hmm. And those people are making money off of this yeah. because they had money from their family. Yep. They know where to go with it. Maybe they started their company. Awesome. But I think that generation's dying out. And now it's the kids of those people and the kids of those people. So, like, what do you do? You can't cap it. You can't say, well, we're going to wipe the table of that much. I think Warren Buffett has been awesome with trying to support, you know, some sort of equality or some sort of, like, this is crazy. Let me pay my taxes. But otherwise, I don't really hear much from them, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean the Salesforce guy too. seems kind of cool, but like there, there's, I mean, ul- yeah, but ultimately, like the you know, and I guess at different points in society, mm-hmm. what usually happens is it just gets so in, in, in different points in history. I mean, it, the society gets so imbalanced that people eventually just say, you know, we've had enough. But with Rockefeller, we there was kill each other. Yeah, or no, or, what, well, yeah. it rises. It's like are they both the, the whole the French thing, right? Then the guillotines, thinking, yeah. the no, no, no. But I mean, cake. American history. I'm talking about American history, like okay, the Rock, the Rockefellers, general. for example. Yeah, but that's not. I don't think that we're gonna have a violent uprising against the rich like in the French Revolution. You don't know, really? You don't know. I don't think that's gonna you happen. You haven't been planning this because we all have. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> your pitchfork, Jay. Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. We're, we're, let's ride. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, ultimately, like if you look at the rock of, I mean, Rockefeller's Wikipedia page is pretty awesome, but there was like awesome. Yeah. Like entertaining or what do you mean? It's good. It's a good read. Okay. It's an informative read. Uh, there like, so Teddy Roosevelt basically introduced a lot of like antitrust stuff and he monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he rode into office on the backs of a lot of like really anti the robber barons. That was the term okay. that was coined in the media so like 
these the you know if you look at Rockefeller, he was the wealthiest person in history, but not because of the dollar amount. That if you convert the dollar like that, he, the dollars that he had to today, uh-huh. it was in Amer- at least in American history, it was because his. At one point, he controlled ninety percent of oil production in the world, Sheesh. and he his his wealth was one sixty seventh of the entire. It was um, it was like one sixty seventh of the entire uh, U.S. GDP, Damn. just personally. And so that's even more dominant than like the tech companies now. Although the tech companies are getting there for sure, but like if you if you think about it, like. How do you, you know, they were in a, a situation where they didn't even have social media. They didn't have the ability to organize. They didn't have like labor movement. M- and distribution and of wealth was still nuts. Right. But, but what they did have was um, like a free press. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of, they called them the muckrakers who would basically shine a light on all these things that those people were doing. Class. I love this. Hmm. Yeah. So like the muckrakers and all these like journalists yeah. basically went on a campaign to be like, this isn't right. These people are essentially controlling us and we have no recourse against it. And, you know, that eventually the, the you know, enough people, it, there wasn't a violent uprising per se, but there were strikes. There were certainly violent clashes. Yeah. It wasn't like, let's go take all the rich people and behead them. But it was like, hey, we're not going to work until our conditions get better, until children don't have to work in these hours. Until so we, we get, get the, OSHA. The eight hour work day. Well, OSHA was a lot later, but like the, I'm talking about like the eight hour work day. I'm talking yeah. about the five day work week, which was a which was a revolutionary concept, right? You, you used to be like, you work as long as we want. You work seven days a week. You don't, there's no age. <laughs> the minimum wage, all these concepts yeah. started coming about because at certain points, people just get fed up with just getting stepped on and having nothing while certain people have everything. And, you know, I think... At least in America, there's some sort of political recourse for that. I don't know. Maybe we're too stupid nowadays to like stand up for ourselves, and we're all just kind of like you said, divided or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's but you know, the hopefully that you know that's why I hate when people are like worshiping Elon Musk on Twitter and all this like yeah it's oh weird. wow we're building another rocket to send a gold plated record into space and it's just like do you realize these people are literally destroying the world right now and like we have nothing why would you cheer on somebody who is just a rich asshole because he because he's owning the libs. You know what but I mean? I mean? Like, think the, think long term. That's the, like, evergreen toxicity of celebrity. And Yes, totally. You know, there's that's so a much good term. you can get away with because people love you and they see you as that mm-hmm. person for whatever win you've had, whether it was a character or an invention. Yeah. Keep my and name yeah. out. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Slap someone in the face in front of everybody. Different way, but he's okay still. Same with, like, when you yeah. think about Trump and some of the salacious things that he was doing before he got elected. Grabbing him by the P word oh, and stuff. Grabbing him by the P word, talking about how you could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. It was just kind of wild, but people sending black people telling uh, writing op eds how like innocent black men should go to jail for yes, life. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Stuff and like that. So much of that, people were like, a huge part of his base was saying, "He is us, and he is yes. going to fight for us, and he is going to keep our jobs. He knows what it's like to work hard." Yeah. In reality, <laughs> he was given money by his family. Didn't yeah. do a darn with thing. a small ten million dollar loan. Yeah, yeah. Only a million <laughs> I think a hundred. Yeah. Counting out pennies, and it's like yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's weird that people can idolize people for things when it's not necessarily associated to that person directly. They don't have well, that connection. They don't know that person, but they're still. Yeah, I think celebrity is extremely toxic, and it's one of the biggest in the social media age. Celebrity is like one of the biggest tools that tech and other big companies use to manipulate everybody. It's this concept of. Everyone could be a celebrity now. Oh, sure, look at this famous exactly. person. Yeah. 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 And, you, and in some yeah. ways that's like awesome because that is it makes connecting easier. It yes. makes 
those creators accessible. If we look yeah. at YouTube, you guys are awesome, right? Yeah. The YouTube creators. That not us. Love. No, subscribe and make us celebrities. We're not talking. We're not the bad ones. So we're the good ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like, like and you subscribe, know, please. You feel yeah, like and subscribe for sure. But you feel connected <laughs> to that person. Yeah. And it's nice. Like when I watch you guys, I feel like I know you. I feel like I don't yeah. have to go out and have that social interaction on a Thursday night when I know I don't want to. Yeah. But I don't feel guilty because I'm getting something still out of it. So hmm. I feel like celebrities do the same thing. Yeah, provide that, that yeah. sense of community, sense of togetherness, um, yeah. someone that like you can relate to. Like a genre for people, you know, people like the Kardashians tend to start to look a certain way if they like yeah. them enough. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. People who are yeah. just into a certain subculture. It's it's interesting, and you know. And that reminds me of the um, the uh, is it Jared Leto? Yeah, oh. I had that in my what thing. Did What's you watch? Did you watch H three recently? No. Oh man, yes. I, Sarah's a big H three fan that's as well. What you were saying, yeah. yeah. But like the one thing that I would say about that is like uh, about celebrity in general is I feel like what's ha- it's like the the dialectic about God where it's like you know that you start with like many and then you go to few and then you go to one and uh-huh. then eventually none is like the you know argument that some people have made about uh-huh. how history's progressing. I mean, we I think we were still at one pretty much, but like. With celebrity, I see it as the opposite, right? Like, it used to be like sure, almost no yeah. one was a celebrity. And now there's like few people are celebrity. And then yeah. it's like every, and soon I think once, I mean, that's why I kind of started a podcast, you know, like not to go into Neil, but someone recently was like, oh, why would like a, you know, white cis het man think that like everyone wants to hear his opinions? And it's like, it's not about everyone hearing your opinions. It's like, this is a new way for yeah. people to communicate with large groups of people and get their ideas out. And everyone should be doing it. It's not that like we should gatekeep whether yeah. who, who should be doing exactly, podcasts. Yeah. Every, I wish everyone would do podcasts. I do it because I feel like it does connect you with people in a way that you just can't in your regular social life with how busy mm-hmm. we are with work. Like it's the only way sometimes we, as us three uh-huh. and now Sarah, it's like one of the, sometimes the only time we get to hang out in the week. So it's like, yeah. it is a thing that does connect people. And it's like, eventually I want to see fame, the concept of fame just go away and everyone just put out their productions or their creativity and I think that social media in a way is doing that, but I also think it's still so top down controlled. So, well, yeah, I guess the two things I had about that were one, like to your point where one. everyone um, is <laughs> um, like where you're saying it, it went from few celebrities to many. It then it becomes the same idea of that religious thing where then you idolize someone and then those right. people can't do wrong. And that's an interesting concept because like, right, God is infallible. So now all of a sudden these celebrities, which are just humans, you and me, then then you can start to like make excuses for them or Will then Smith. They can't I mean, look wrong. at that. Exactly. And but then, and then the other thing I was going to say was it, it's so funny you brought up uh, Trump and like that whole idea of like um, just like toxic masculinity and yeah and well or just that his supporters it, it's the same thing where he's oh, idolized yeah. so i i was down uh one, at a funeral and it was the guy was drinking uncle. the Coors light in the coffin you know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and i was having oh, a conversation so with my uncle and he um he was saying like oh no the whole 
so like it was always an excuse. It was he would he says all the shitty things and it, it, like all this sensational stuff because he's like you said one of us and he's spitting he's just saying the truth and he's not a politician and he's a businessman. It's like so well maybe not. Like mm-hmm. when you start to look into it and then all of a sudden it becomes well then what he just said that he was support like he thinks that Putin was. Um, being showing strength by invading Ukraine. And then it was like pro Russia. And then they're like, Oh, well you don't get that. That, that was just a uh, satire. He was just kidding about that. Yeah. It's like, like um, he's like the worst at satire. Like, yeah, they no, whatever he's yeah, saying, he's never sarcastic. So he's Trump never, is, he, yeah. he's, he's all, he, or he's never like, he's never he like tries, s- satirical. Yeah. He, he like, he kind of just, he's always making fun of people, but he's not like, he doesn't say things like, Oh, you know, I don't think they should uh, be allowed in America. It's not a joke. He thinks yeah, that. Like, exactly. It's, 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 and then, I think people so, just justify it because they believe that stuff. too. They believe that stuff. But yeah. then when he says something that doesn't go against their idea of him, then it becomes, well, no, he was joking about that part. It's like, well, so. Or a defensive, like, you don't know what it's like to have that much money. Exactly. Yeah. A casino. You know, when you have <laughs> bad quality work, you just don't pay them. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. It's so sad. It is uh, it is strange, and I think that now in this day and age, like I think award shows are going to go away soon because we have so much. Oh exposure. yeah, even the Oscars. Like Will Smith slapping. The first reaction I had was just like, "Man, the, the Oscars are just so sad. This thing is over." Right. Like, dude, yeah. these people aren't like. Oh, sorry, I thought I it was set up. These people Only aren't celebrities. People are talking about that night. I, I really yeah, and it's it's like these people aren't important anymore, and I think that's part of it. I'm not saying that's why he slapped him, but I'm like, there's just a different feeling to watching these shows. They're not these like idols anymore. It's like, they're just regular people. And like, even the fact that he and his wife do that podcast where they talk about, I'm like, think about it. He's like one of the most famous movie stars, but he's thinking, well, shit, I need to do a podcast so I can stay relevant. So like, it's just like their whole idea of what even made them famous. Isn't as prestigious anymore. And like that podcast humiliated him and brought him down so many notches. There's no way that people like that could ever be interesting on a podcast because they live a life that nobody can relate to. Yeah. That's well, what I think. He anyway. just re- There was a recent video I just saw on Reddit about, I guess it was her going live and then trying, she was talking to him and they were having an argument and it looks, it was bad. Like I got 10 seconds in and I was like, I just got to turn this off. But he's like, Hey, Maybe we don't have this discussion on Facebook Live because this is my brand and I didn't let you I didn't say it was okay for you to be using they were arguing? my brand. Yes. Oh my god, I want to see it. That's great. That's great. I, I love, love conflict like that. <laughs> yeah, but Wait, I just got so Before we go, we've we've like got on some crazy tangents, but I love all the tangents. There is one story I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, the, a lighter is story, it the Paxton Taco the story? Paxton Taco story. Yeah, Paxton's my sister, my youngest sister, but you said the Jared Leto thing. I was, try- <laughs> I was trying to find the Jared Leto thing. It's not, I didn't. If you keep scrolling, uh, nope, too far. Um, it's one of those because I didn't do a good job. Jared Leto predatory, predatory. baby. Oh yeah. yes. By the way, did any Ethan had the best take on this on H three? He was like, "Wow, what a surprise!" Because Jared Leto's always been so normal and seems exactly. so relatable. It's well, like, then, no, of course he's a predator. Well, then this article goes into all that, like how he has um, a sex cult. Yeah, <laughs> of course, this is the picture. They're called. I mean, it's like, that's perfect. And everyone. Uh, yeah. Jared Leto fans. No, you don't get it. He's playing a character. He's being satirical. He's being ironic. No, yeah. this is exactly how and he they like himself. want them all to get. So they, they it was basically Brain like dead. a fry festival. Yes, exactly. They get tattoos. 
They how, how 2009 of them? Don't they know that that already took place? Come on. Did, did, is the James different, you know? <laughs> Is the uh, James Gunn tweet in here, Sarah? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No. Ba- basically, it, yeah, go ahead. Set it up. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say two things. One. Sure. One. Uh, something that I really <laughs> like about uh, celebrity nowadays is this redemption arc that's taking place where because of woke culture with I, I think is more accountability culture but uh-huh. because of woke culture we're replaying these stories of Pam and Tommy and Monica Lewinsky and what was that like for them and how were they as people these you know either hmm. were or weren't celebrities and this was the angle that was taken with them in our society shown in media you know and we all laughed at Jay Leno with these jokes and things but in reality it was pretty fucked mm-hmm. up you know ah, then, so, uh, that, so, you sleep a, without a man huh that's <laughs> a very interesting yeah. take yeah like i've seen i haven't seen it but now that you mention it yes that whole pam and tommy thing it's like right you, it then it becomes it like when you make it into a show it almost makes them human well, they are. Wheel... Then you start to relate to it more. Yes. Same way with celebrity. Yes. Uh, but on a different huh. level because it's more, it seems more gritty and authentic. Yes. Huh. Uh, well, we, yeah, we've like, re, like, there's this reevaluation happening of all these things that we grew up with and these narratives we took for granted. And I think, that, yeah, you're right. That is because of a lot of, because of the new way of thinking of celebrity. Uh, and but, then, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Second, no, second part. Second part was actually okay. regarding Jared Leto. Yeah. I, unfortunately, happened to go to probably three other shows when I was 19 to 21. 30 why Seconds is, to Mars, right? Isn't that Why is band? that unfortunate? I kind of, I like the music. I didn't like them. Oh, and no. And the reason oh. I didn't like them, I didn't even listen to their music. <laughs> Will, Will loved them. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Uh, the reason I didn't like them, though, was I hadn't even listened to their music, but just the look was like, oh, to me, it was like, it was like Muse trying to be gothic. Oh, no. And yeah. it just, the way they acted at shows was gross like and edgy or what rush the stage and i mean it just reminded me of like um some sort of satirical comedy about like rock stars you know oh. come out on stage with like fog everywhere and this is after like head automatica or um you know say anything or somebody who was just more punkish kind of deal and you come out with these like tight leather pants and an unbuttoned shirt and like stand out there with a mic and it was just so gross and all these young girls would rush the stage when they were coming on and so every time i wow. left literally, literally like this a, picture yeah there you go <laughs> so i feel like it it's not shocking to me that we're finding out that he is yet another sad celebrity scumbag because i think probably probably took him like five years after my so-called life for him to feel like he could take on music he could take on some sort of like very exclusive culture mm-hmm. and just really run with it and then you have all these people who are fawning over you especially younger people who are fawning over you younger women generally or, or men yeah and uh it totally makes sense that he would take that and run with it and be like yeah i'm gonna do whatever i want same way that like marilyn manson kind of did it you know yeah oh yeah and marilyn I, manson is somebody I who i never liked i was I, like i like his music sucks. I, I liked it i liked the music i but, i never I liked rock music him. growing I up to be so like, I didn't... he's a good guy like especially cause that was the narrative when i was a kid oh no yeah. no he's actually he's cool not guy. like that he's, yeah. he, he's, he's actually a, a sensitive yeah. 
artist who just sure. this is all a character right. and yeah. But, but I, I guess didn't the like only music, thing that why. I would say, and th- there's of course examples out there. I can't think of any right now, but I think that's just part of also human nature in general, and just like mm-hmm. the integrity to get f- as famous as some of the. I'm not trying to make excuses for. Right. These but ultra the popular, right. but it, it's like when people are just telling you that same with like Conor McGregor, if people are, you always have yes men around you. You always have all these people saying yeah. you're the best of fondling over everything you do. Everything you put out is amazing. When you get all that positive feedback, it's hard to think like, Oh, so you're just supposed to be like, okay, yeah, let me just stay humble. Especially like if you start earlier in life with that, if you start as a teen, yeah, like yes. Michael Jackson and stuff, you know, you just have these exactly. warped views yeah. of how things are because you're not in the real world necessarily. So tell me about Jared Leto because Kay. I'm totally off the radar on this story. So yeah, this was my story, Jay. Oh, um, okay. He looks like, he literally looks like he's pretending to be Jesus here. Well, he's being carried. If you scroll, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you keep scrolling down, it gets into, so First, this, this band, Jesus Leto their, their band starts, um, they start to get, gain, gain popularity. They're a cult now? Yes. So keep going down. Okay. Um, Tell me when to so, stop. That does well, not shock th- me That's good. So then they start having these, these like annual summer camps. And so then this became <laughs> this um, awesome. basic. And so then, so keep going a little bit. So they, then they like, okay, that last line there, 30 seconds tweeted, yes, it's a cult. And so then they doubled down on it. And then it did become yeah. more of like a us versus them because they wanted the people in it. Look, he's wearing all white. Yeah. Everyone's wearing white. So they have these retreats and it was like Fry Festival style where like you pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go yeah, here I to camp these. on the beach. This is the one that. Oh no! This is the one that's interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> I love this what one. The last one too, though. The last one reminded me of that. Um, Yikes! Uh, wild country where they yes. were all are they checking? Are they checking IDs at this camp? Nope. <laughs> you know what in I fact, mean? That's like the point. Don't check IDs. Yeah. yeah. Where are all the don't men? Ask, where are all the men, Jared? Where are all the men don't in your ask, cult? Don't tell. You know what I mean? There's. Exactly. I don't see a lot of dudes at Man, the cult meeting. That ratio is <laughs> off the yeah. charts. Bro. There's one. There's one guy here yeah. who's just. The most he's lost security. person on earth. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah, he, he's, he got he, lost on the trail. He, uh, he, he had a bad trip so at go like back a John Rule concert or something, and he just never, never returned. <laughs> he thinks uh, it's fire. So, so then, so keep going down. So then that's it gets fraud. in. Fraud. So then they also start getting. Then it goes into like how he tells the the members to get tattoos. So keep going down. Keep going. Uh, there was a couple other. When did Look he at do this. this. Did he not watch the Nexium documentary? Oh, by the way, you know how old he is? Guess how old he is. He's like 50. He's 46. 50. Insane. He's drinking little baby blood. I was blood. thinking like Claire Danes, you know? Oh, I haven't they seen They were in that show one. together. Oh. And she's in her, like, probably in her 50s. That so then, like, this now. guy's just doubling down as well. Okay, oh, same course, thing. Of course, there's a guy with a guitar. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Um, it gets eventually... Yeah, you wouldn't understand. The echelon? They, they, call, they call themselves the echelon? Yep. Oh, God. Us versus the mentality with the hashtag, hashtag you wouldn't you understand. Wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, so then it gets into what those oh, camps charge. So $1,000, two nights outdoor camping. Sorry, go ahead. That's common for festivals, though. If you're, I mean, but no, it's it, well. So if you they get provide a couple, some of the camping. You they give you a tent. No, you bring your own tent. Um, Sixty-five hundred dollars for the VIP, and that means you just get your own room. 
Oh, so this is like every cult where they they put you, they make you pay, and they put you through like really bad conditions, yeah. So that they kind of brainwash you, they yeah. kind of break you down, you know, like boot camp kind of thing. So then, so keep going, keep going. We wouldn't understand, right? We no, exactly. We wouldn't understand why somebody would pay six thousand dollars to hang out with Jared Leto. I'm taking or, notes, man. I'm ready for the Who invited you know, to Will. Go to Hot uh, Topic and buy their merchandise because <laughs> that's the only place it's sold. Exactly. Like, yeah, well, then, to, that's what yeah. that's who what they were saying. Will, it, who invited Will Fest? By the way, guys, this is a good time to plug. Who invited Will Fest is happening, 2022. It's on an undisclosed deserted island. Tickets are expensive. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Tickets are going to be expensive. You want them though. You want them. Hashtag you would, you would understand. You would understand. <laughs> that's our hashtag. You would understand because we know that you listening understand us in a way that we could never not describe. So go, go up a little bit. Jay, um, because oh. it was actually Did, up so, a little bit further. So yeah, James, right there. You know yeah. James Gunn. Well, first uh, it was yeah, sorry. I was, it was wondering what Dylan Sprouse just said down there. Who's Dylan Sprouse? It's this. He's one of the two kids from the, the, the Zach and, show. On yes, Nickelodeon. Zach and Cody. Exactly. He yeah. was the first oh. one to call him out. He was like, "Oh, that's good." Because I was going to say like, him saying eighteen to twenty-five year olds. What the heck? Oh, but did yeah. you see the reply to this? No. James Gunn, the film director who did like um, uh, Avengers and stuff. No, he did he did um Suicide Squad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He mm-hmm. said, "Oh, he starts at 18 on the internet." <laughs> oh yeah, and that actually that's further down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, J- there it yeah. is, right here. Yeah. He goes. He starts at 18 on the internet. <laughs> so it's like awesome. people, and that's that whole thing that where like people are getting called out. All all, it's that same stuff with uh uh. Weinstein, right? Oh, in 2015, James Gunn apparently did a live stream where he was like, "Oh, he sleeps with underage girls a lot." Yeah. Oh my god! And so then there is. I'm so glad he's getting canceled of everyone. But he's, the, just he's so, not yet. Like oh, he's, it, he's, it basically came out because Morbius. Dude, is, he's on screenshot-media.com. Are you kidding me? The biggest publication <laughs> on the internet. Who doesn't uh, go there? Yeah. Morbius <laughs> is. Where do you get your news from? <laughs> his new movie, which is, I guess, just atrocious. They said it was like the worst uh, yeah. movie ever. Um, serial texter. So then he's talking to these girls. Not good, right? Keep going well, down. Apparently 14, right? Wasn't there? Because then it just becomes like he's just not a good person. So all this. Another Cosby? Cosby? Yeah. Wow. They start comparing you to Cosby, man. Sheesh. You've uh, you've you've achieved like the 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 highest or lowest scumbag status on earth. If they start, by Jello at that point. <laughs> R. Kelly's out here like, damn, Jared. I thought I was an I thought I was a bad guy. Shit. I watched this uh, documentary last night. I've been in documentary land for like many years now, but it was about this guy in Oof. Britain who was named like Jimmy something. Jimmy Savile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from England. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that was, the nightmare thing? I haven't watched it yet, but I know what you're talking like about. Basi- yeah, British nightmare. So he was basically like this glorified, uh, kind of like a uh, everyday man's uh, philanthropist and would do awesome things for people in need, just wonderful things, and had a TV show all about making people's dreams come true and would usually do this for kids. And then you find out how wonderful that he's been working as a volunteer for these hospitals and things and it turns out he was actually diddling people yeah in that well that's what I always mean. they say with people who do all these public acts they of like access, philanthropy you know they, they do access. it to like shield people from thinking yeah. that they're they, they create this they craft like cosby Poyos hermanos well it's like exactly yeah like cosby they craft this public persona mm-hmm. which is like bulletproof so that anytime someone yes. criticizes yeah. them a million fans will just like attack them and harass them and shout them down how dare you attack my idol i mean michael jackson i feel like had the same exact thing going i mean we talk about michael jackson you know being warped and stuff 
he had this whole, oh, I love children. I have a, I, I bring underprivileged boys to my, uh, you know, amusement yeah. park that I built just His for them. Slap me. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. You know, oh, he's, we're just friends. And like, oh, I'm like a kid myself and like all that and kind that of stuff. Victim shaming of like, hey, you just want clout. <laughs> isn't his, you just want clout. Exactly. Like yeah. this isn't his fault. These are the faults of the yeah. parents who are so sure out of it. And so just like delighted yeah. to have a rich person associate with their sick, dying child. But at the same you're time, lucky. Yeah. it doesn't you're... mean that that should have been this, what he did. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like we, we can say like, Hey, yeah. be protective of your kid. Don't let them sleep over an adult man's house without you. <laughs> but what were those boys wearing though? Uh, <laughs> so they were yeah. wearing a bullet. They were wearing a bulletproof vest entirely over their bubble, entire body. It's like a the Bubble Boy movie. They yeah. were just in that bubble. You just send uh, my. It's my. You can go to Michael Jackson's house, but you have to wear a ten foot plastic bubble and <laughs> that no yeah. one can enter. And it has an alarm if it touches. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, I think it's all about accessibility. It's about persona that you have in public. Yeah. And then right. bad things happen, you know, and it's really scary when you find out the other side of all these people and what it's do you got to do, you know? Yeah. But Jared Leto, I, this so, doesn't shock me at all because he was such a, a creep. Yeah. He's a well, creep. then it gets into this at whole thing concerts, where everything. he was with, uh, I can't remember. Pam, not, no, if you scroll up just a teeny bit more, Cameron Diaz, he's with Cameron Diaz, get some strippers. He gets us. He takes the stripper out to his bus. He's like, here, give me a lap dance. Gets a lap dance. Give my brother a lap dance while I watch. And then it just became. <laughs> wait, this... wait, 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 wait. He's watching his brother get a lap yes. dance? Yes. And okay. then, and then he says. Sounds like an island boy type of he... island boy behavior. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite quotes in the thing. I can reach pure sexual enjoyment in 30 seconds just by looking into your eyes. Yeah. Obviously, so it was kind like, of a weird that situation. That sounds like what he would say, though. Exactly. 22, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. And then the, there was one of other course, Yeah, he's wearing a silk shirt, but it's like soaked in sweat. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I imagine. It's like patches of sweat under his arms. Sweat and like Axe for some reason, like an expensive version yeah. of Axe. Yeah. Just, not, Axe. Just, he, I could see him saying that because he thinks that it would be so cool and hip. Yeah, exactly. And he'd say that, and it's just so It's gross, tantric. You know? There's a really great uh, podcast that. Um, and a little further. Uh, one we're going to get box. Oh, Curran asked if we're going to get box sandwiches at the fest. Yeah. Curran, listen, the first thousand people to buy will get food. The PD, others, PDJ. though, will get um, a slingshot, which they can use to hunt some of the local <laughs> uh, squirrels and rabbits We've that live on the island. Packs. We've yeah. got those little cheese and red stick with crackers things. Uh, yeah. Vienna sausages. If Yum. you want to yeah. go, uh, we've got. If you're VIP, corn. you get Uncrustables. Yeah, but it's <laughs> gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you, and you also get to have 15 minutes a day where we look straight into your eyes and we get pure sexual enjoyment out of that. It takes Don't us a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, we're no, um, we're no Lettos. Uh, keep going, keep going. Um, there's one other thing. That I mean, this I is. Lo- I mean, he's gonna long. get canceled, dude. There's a, a right now. The mainstream here. media looks more at sites like this than the and Twitter than they actually do any sort of like let's get out and do journalism. They're just like, all right, let me log into Twitter, type in Jared Leto. All right, I have an article now. Exactly. There was one other thing. So then it goes into how bad Morbius is. So then it gets into his acting, and then there's yeah. one other quote that I thought was just so funny. Keep going down. Um, and it's about how he he does this whole uh, method acting, 
And so, oh yeah, but for, it's also fake for this I'm show for he's, Morbius. He's fake on set because he was like, "I am the Joker, so fuck off." He would send people he's like rats. Animals and yes, he sent tampons rats. and stuff. Yes, and like, yeah. used tampons. He sent some. Oh, it was over. Um, what I end up reading, <laughs> yeah. like for this show, he it, Morbius, he's like a cripple, and so he had Is that people. The right way to call it? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> he's a gimp. The boy's what, a gimp. What do you? <laughs> Um, uh, mobily disadvantaged. There you go. You could disabled. Behavior. Disabled. Yeah, exactly. Mobily so, disadvantaged. That's He's a, a wait. Word. What's your favorite term again? Your favorite word that's two words? No go. No, Sarah's favorite word. You said my oh, favorite. Disjunctive syllogism. He's a disjunctive syllogism. <laughs> Rude. No go Rude. was kind Don't of funny. Don't take my word for me. That's my culture. Yeah. Um, Don't you dare put that, Jared. Don't associate that with Jared Leto. So, Keep that word out of your mouth. <laughs> That word out of your fucking mouth. The, the other thing was so so on the sh- on the set they had he had people wheelchair him around. Oh no! He also put in contact lenses. That's based on H three. You gotta watch the segment Ethan did. He ha- he put in contact lenses every day that were opaque, so he would be blind because he was playing a blind person, and he had to have someone like lead him around to be blind. And then apparently like. No, he was doing crutches or something. Yeah. And then the, they were like, the crutches are like really taking long. And like, it just takes you forever to get anywhere. Like, this is like really slowing down the shoot. So the compromise was that he would be wheelchair. Oh, uh, interesting. That's funny. Yeah. Huh. I mean, he just, it just like. We need you to get here fast. It's just so not surprising. Because that guy, yeah. he just he sucks so bad. I did like him in um, Requiem Dallas for a Dream. Dallas Buyers Club. Rec- oh, Requiem for a Dream. He was incredible. That's a movie and where I will never watch it. Actually, again. Doubt, doubt, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that I liked about that movie was the sound engineering. I think the sound engineering was really awesome. Like every time they'd shoot up or whatever, and they'd have that like sequence of sounds and like visuals yeah. and stuff. Oh, but yeah. but the story itself, I thought was just. It was almost like watching one of those movies when you're a kid and you're in school. And they're like, don't do drugs or else this will happen. It was like literally like watching that for two hours. And you're like, kind of, yeah, okay. I guess but, you'll be double analing. ready for like Oxycontin days, you know, like yeah, now we have people who legit are like that. And yeah, I mean, and, who hasn't uh, double analed for a couple oxys, right? Yeah, that <laughs> was ass to My ass. college roommate's father walked in and was like, what are you girls watching? And I'm like. Get out. Stop the movie. Stop the movie. uh, And that still messes me up. His arm that got all infected. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, If you have the chat, if anyone in the chat hasn't seen it, you have to see that. Also, Basketball Diaries with Leonardo DiCaprio was very good. Oh, never heard of that. I feel like that. Well, that was about a poet who was like basically sexually abused as a teenager and would like trade sexual favors for. It was more about his drug. But I think he would. That was what he was like. Why he was. He was like prostituting himself or yeah. whatever you want to call it for drugs Dang. at like a young age and his coach was kind of taking yeah. it it was something it was, really like, messed yeah. up yeah, yeah. There was something wrong there. huh it was yeah. but yeah it was like really young leo DiCaprio. it's really weird that they put teenage boy celebrities in these like horrific roles like just get a guy who's older who looks young you know we, we'll all yeah. believe yeah i mean that's... you guys ever see the movie kids no oh, i yeah. haven't i've kids one i haven't uh... seen we need to watch more movies together. Yeah. I feel like we Who invited Will watch party? Hell Will yeah. is the, the movie uh, king over he, here. He's the Netflix was, king. Yeah. Kids he's, is I insane. saw that at a tender age, at like yeah. age 12, let's say, for some oh, reason my sister had it in man. VCR. So I watched it. And then oh. after that, I was so worried about getting AIDS that one time my dad called me and I was on his state of Connecticut's 
insurance plan. So he was receiving everything back and he's like, Hey Sarah, um, I see that you've gotten like three HIV tests in the last <laughs> few months. And I just want to talk to you about it oh, to make sure everything's okay. Shoot. And in reality, I was not at all at risk yeah. for HIV, Yeah. but it, it put such like a mark on my heart that now I still recommend that movie to people because it was the first movie that looks like a documentary yes but it's definitely not a documentary and it was done very well it was huh. done and you have people who still showed up later did you know by the way that casper died he's dead like of a suicide or oh something? no i didn't know didn't know that yeah kids, watch kids guys and that American guy Catherine. speaking of aids will's been spitting all over my forearm at this entire episode really nice so one. i bet 15 year old you would have taken an aids test after the podcast <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not talking. I'm not the, talking here. I'm yeah, talking here. He's talking directly into my forearm. <laughs> so I'm like, these are the sacrifices. You guys don't understand the sacrifices we make to keep this show going. I'd be like, my arm is drenched yeah, right now. COVID <laughs> that guy is all the director. Well, though, we both had COVID, the, brother. Hell yeah. Woo. <laughs> COVID di- buddies. Uh, director, writer of, I'm pretty sure he wrote it. The Harmony Corinne or whatever. Oh yeah. He's, that dude. He's wild. He's wild. Like Gummo yeah. is absolutely I insane. I don't, I, I, Mr. Mr. Lonely. You should watch Mr. that. I, isn't that Jared Leto? I don't think so. It's um, or, Diego, it's Diego Luna. It's Diego Luna. He also, um, actually, I, Spring Breakers was good. I like Spring Breakers Spring a lot. Spring Breakers was shockingly good. Yeah. I was I was thinking that was going to be horrible. Yeah. And for some reason, I really enjoyed it. I was like, this yeah. is a good bad, you know? This well, is it's like- the same thing. It's how he shoots it. It feels real. And because I think it's the same thing where he gets real people to play yeah. like like th- th- that's a lot of um yeah w- w- well when we, you were talking about the amazon too there's a movie called nomad or something like that yeah um yeah, and that she works at at like, like amazon Kenny's things amazon. and yeah. then but the, the rest of the cast is legit nomads and oh, so they're going to these new, different communities Francis mcdormand yep Francis exactly McDormand. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, really my good mom movie. was watching that i, I liked it but yeah, yeah Harmony Corinne is like, I, I wouldn't recommend Gummo. I really wouldn't. It's like, I'm not going to watch it. I've heard it's about it. I'm not little too, not too, too disturbing little too for me. Yeah. It, Mr. Lonely was, was a nice, like light okay. disturbing movie. Okay. It, it's about a group of impersonators who all live like in character 24 seven and live in this oh, house together. That sounds and the main cool. character is Diego. Luna. He's a Michael Jackson impersonator and he goes to like live at the house and it's, it's insane. Huh? Also, the like Jared Leto there method acting. No, no, no. But uh, it's uh, Jared Leto as himself. The evil guys that the evil guys are Charlie Chaplin impersonator. So he's got like the little Hitler mustache. It's a crazy Charlie Chaplin had shit that he was doing. Oh yeah, he not okay. Yeah, everyone. Anyone who has that mustache, probably a good, uh, probably a sign that you're not a good guy. Quick side story. Go go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, for me. It was no. You my, go ahead. No, you go. My parents were gonna name me Charlie, and then <laughs> after Charlie what? Chaplin, and Charlie my Chaplin? yes, they love Charlie. I grew up watching. You should it. shave your mustache like um, that for next episode. Yeah, I'm good. Come on. Uh, it also it's It'll not connected in the middle, so it would look really weird. But um, <laughs> the double. They were gonna. Oh. They were gonna name me Charlie after Charlie Chaplin, and then my dad found out like all that stuff, and he's like, "No, I'm good. I'm not gonna do that." But yeah, yeah I mean, there's all this. I just saw my something today. My dad almost today. named me Jared after Jared Leto. 
damn it. And then <laughs> I just saw something today on Elvis, and then oh, he, Elvis. he was obsessed with teenage girls, and then called them cherries. Thirteen. There was this like there was this uh, made-for-TV movie from the '90s. My family, for some reason, was really into it, and to this day, we'll still watch the Elvis and Me movie. Huh. It is solid gold. I think even on like the review sites, it's got like an 87%. Is it about him being wild and crazy and like a a pedophile? I think it was like Priscilla's autobiography or something about their relationship. But point is that it took so many years for me to revisit this as a grown up to say, wait a minute, like him dating a 14, 15 year old fan was really pretty gross. And, And then later on in interviews, I guess Priscilla, his former wife, had said that he had real intimacy issues with her after they had their first child because he didn't see her as this like virginal yes. pure uh-huh. person. Uh, she and she so, aged out. She aged out. She really Horrible. did. So like as much as I love Elvis Presley, like I'll still yeah. watch Blue Hawaii and just smile the entire time and I know a lot of his lyrics. I'm like, man, that sucks, you know, and his brand is so protected in our country that not yeah. many people like to talk about it, you know? Well, it, it, you just go down the list. Like the Aerosmith guy, he also married Even someone Tyler? in yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone oh, super man. underage. Yeah, he, it, no, like, he forced he didn't her to have an her. abortion. He right? adopted her so that oh. she could go on tour with him. Oh God. no, yes. So or or yeah. what's uh, Woody Allen? I mean, you oh, just start definitely. going down the list, and it's just like yeah, it, it yeah. makes me wonder. Like, is this more of a generational thing? Because what I am seeing, especially in those shows about the 90s redemption arc with these females Mm. i feel like the and even the documentary last night i feel like there has been this idea of how our culture works with men and women and how men Hmm. should treat women and how women should behave around men and so is this something where do we do we blame the generation and just say well that was the time and they didn't know any better and it was gross because all of this was so normalized and luckily now we're in a better mm. spot or mm. do we hold them accountable feet to the fire i don't think say, we're a freaking creep you know we're not going to honor your memory because of that i don't i think i don't think it's a generational thing because look at the james charles look at the uh like all these other young youtube there's so many um oh are you still there oh you froze mm-hmm. for a second there's so many like youtubers now that's like the big new me too movement so many people- drake Really, Drake? 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 Drake's been known See, to. That, doesn't that break your heart a little bit? Because it's like I want them just to be safe and like. Well, I don't try that. I'm don't done with that because so many of the celebrities who I liked have been turned out. You know, have yeah. just been like uncovered to be these really bad people. I don't. Uh, I I just like I assume the worst almost all yeah. of them. I think so. Just well, personally, like, I don't. I don't. I don't I'm have like. No I don't like any celebrities. That, I'm hoping the stories come out about Steve Martin because he's a silver fox, and I have the biggest old man crush on him. There you go. Did you hear about um, his torture room though? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but I, I, I initially, what? Well, I would have agreed. I think I still do agree with you that then I think. I mean, it's just times change and people understand like you're saying like that whole wokeness thing. It's not necessarily wokeness. It's like accountability for your actions. Where yeah. if you're doing something bad and it's hurting someone else, that's a problem. No matter when yeah. you lived in any time period, right? Um, and nowadays and there is actually a two-way street more with people can voice their yeah their, some when things unknown, go bad. Some fan who gave Jared Leto a lap dance when she was 14 or whatever the story was yeah. can go back and say, 
hey, that this happened to me. And, and also 10 other people will say, it happened to me too, so I can corroborate this. Whereas in the past, sure. it would be, they would be swept under the rug, their managers, yeah. like R. Kelly, their manager or whoever will just pay them off or yeah. silence them or threaten them or basically say no one's going to believe Not you anyway. That's a story uh, Bobby Lee told about Bill Cosby. He said that she, he had like a makeup lady and uh, he, he grabbed her breast like super hard and like to like dug her nails in. And and then she was just like so shocked. And he was like, no one's ever going to believe you. That's the Cosby oh story. here. Yeah. He was there. No, or... he said he heard. He was like, I mean, oh, he was like, we've heard I'm stories. I'm Bobby Lee and like one yeah. of those yeah, like, exactly. slingers being like. He is, yeah, exactly. He's just. Oh, no. He just puts, like, his headphones on. He's just like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Google, please. Yikes. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really sad that this is happening. And you're right. You can't just write it off. Because well, of, I, I lived with my stepmom for a little while in the summertime when I first moved to this uh, to North Carolina. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so great to be with her. But what was interesting was the conversation around sexual harassment in the workplace and women's rights it was at first her response was you you seem so angry with men and you seem like you want to punish men and take away their you know livelihood and ruin their reputation if something bad happens and then at some point after i exposed her to a bunch of basically feministy content right it turned into i'm actually just sad that we didn't have the opportunities that your generation has to have autonomy and to call things out when they're wrong because she had been through so many of those experiences herself yeah that's what it sounds like when you hear that from the older generation and they're like that's just how it was it's almost like the like we we had it hard and now that like people are talking about changing it no one was there to help us so there's Mm -hmm. like a there's like a it's kind of hazing, like hazing, it's like, whatever, right? Or it's, like that mentality. I went through it, so yeah. you should too, you're, or it toughens you up. Or yeah. like, are uh, almost like you, that's how they've rationalized their experiences by saying it made yes. me tough. Yeah. It made me yeah. strong. And it made so me this. Yeah. Different thoughts that have to go through your mind. I had a really horrible situation at a work conference one time where these two men literally put their hands on my legs and I was next to a friend. Two at once? Yeah. Whoa. And and it was at That's this aggressive. upscale place and it was probably one of our clients for the organization I was working for. I was with a good friend. She had the same weird thing happen to her. We're next to each other, just enjoying a drink at this hotel bar. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so weird because we are, like I mentioned, we're strong feminists. We're very assertive. But in that moment, didn't say a thing. And it was like, these people looked like our fathers. Yeah. I was so much more concerned about embarrassing him in a public setting than I was about saying, I finally said like, like, do not touch my feet. Like it was freaking weird. And yeah. these are up businessmen who, again, a conference of like, I think it was around like 10,000 people who had come in. I just didn't at that moment didn't have the nerve to say do not do this this is not okay get away from me and it's this like sort of politeness thing right like you said you're worried about creating a scene because that's humiliating or you're worried about embarrassing for him and it's like afterwards we get into the elevator together my friend and i and we're like did that really just happen to us like i even it it just it was it was not okay and i think there are so many different steps 
in processing what's happening to you when something inappropriate is happening to you that people need to drop this. Well, why are they coming out with it now? Because I think there's so Mm -hmm. much in making the decision to say, this is what's happening. This is what I need to do to stop it. Am I going to say it because is this going to cause a scene? Is this going to be a violent situation? Yes. And then Safety. moving yeah, forward exactly. with that. You know, there's so much processing that I don't think that people, and also you want to have autonomy. So totally. especially if you're younger, you want to say like, I was in control of this. I contributed right. to this. And you don't uh, want to see yourself like, as a victim. Yes. Or yes. what did so I do wrong to make them think that I was interested Correct. to have them grab my leg? I must you have done something. You guessing yourself. Oh, man. And the, the Jared Leto article, when we were scrolling through, it said that 90% of sexual assault survivors don't ever report it. Yeah. And at least from my experiences, just people, friends, acquaintances, people close to me. Yeah. I, that's what I've, that's yeah. the experience I've had. People have told me stories and then always will say, you know, have you talked to anyone? Do you feel like uh-huh. you should tell anyone? And they're just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go through that identity in that horrible moment. That they don't yeah. Want to yeah. And who wants to have to bring relive, it up again, relive that yeah. over and over and have to retell yeah. it and then have to make it a thing. And now, you know, and also it is, I have heard that too. Oh, well this person's a this and it would ruin their life. And mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, and from my perspective, is it hearing yeah. her say like, you're ruining his life. Like that yeah. man is going to lose his job because of this. And it's like, yeah. uh, that's not, well, yeah, it's also I mean, like, he's, he's, he ru- yeah. he no, he's, me. he's ruining his life. Yeah. That's like, what you used he, to say. Yeah, he is making this decision. He, yeah, exactly. You're, it's like the life was already ruined <laughs> before I came along. Clearly if this person is doing those things, they feel comfortable. They no. feel comfortable. I'm surely not the first person. And yeah. the re- only reason they're continuing is probably because they are emboldened because they know no accountability. Hey, yeah. Nine out of 10 mm-hmm. times, no one's going to say shit. And the other right. one out of 10, I can probably discredit or dismiss them or act like it was a joke or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah. I mean, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, uncomfortable yeah, situations. feminism, <laughs> let's talk about tacos. Huh? Yeah. Well, no, actually, this kind of is a good segue. <laughs> Speaking of uncomfortable situations where you're afraid of, like, uh, did I do something weird or humiliate somebody? Did I do that? <laughs> Dude, I was okay. like, I was a, if I show you pictures of kid, I was a young Urkel. I was just like, I was, I Is was. Is that what that's from? That yeah. Anyone can bring up Urkel in 2022. I think you have to, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I was, a, I was, I, the way I used to describe my progression in life was I started out Steve Urkel and then I became Stefan Urkel. At some point, Ooh. you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Glad you get Here's that. To you. Yeah, um, but you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, you're still, you're still Steve on the inside. That was the whole point mm-hmm. of that episode. Is you know, you can change your outward appearance, but you're still the same. You're still the same guy. I'm glad Steve. you revisited that episode so we could all. I want to watch it again. I feel like Steve Urkel taught me a lot. That was the one, Carl, Carl, uh, the the father of Steve Urkel. That was the that was my. Uh, Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. That was, was that neighbor. was that was my TV TV dad, right? That was mm-hmm. the, you know that was the guy who I liked, and I think he passed away. Uh, so you know, if he did do bad stuff, it's it's probably you know being propped up with him at the with the course uh, light the or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyhow, so recently I was going to tell you guys this story. Shouts to Bagu as well. Not a sponsor, but uh, my sister really likes Bagu as a company, and I also like them too. Oh, nice. You're measuring out your drinks. Um, they remind me kind of of Kipling. What's Kipling? Is that a bag company? No. Oh. I'll send you a link. The texture, the, the fabric reminds me of Kipling. Oh, Anyways, yeah. Might just be the photo. So anyway, my sister, she, I asked her if I could tell the story too. So she's out. She was. She, so this is, this is, I'll set the scene up. 
She there's a really good taco place we went to in San Francisco. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Chayita Linda maybe or something. I don't know. My weird memory brain just said We're that it's probably true. Yeah. Um, and so one just opened up in like the Fisher the pier building, like the Fisherman's Pier. It's like a big building in San Francisco. And so she was like, "Yeah, I was all excited, you know, to go down, go to this taco place I love, treat myself to tacos." And so you guys are looking at the size of this table, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's sitting there alone right two people walk up a woman and like a young kid and it's like hey is this table taken and this table being the green one with the orange and pink flowers so like the table next uh-huh so they go is this table taken and she goes uh and she's like okay like no and she's like they were kind of smushed together you know and it's like so they sit down and she was just like i didn't really want them to sit there but fine you know if there if there's no tables and then so then a third person walks up and he's like bringing food from another restaurant not the restaurant she's at Mm -hmm. and basically as she put it there's signs on the tables that's not visible now but she's like there's signs on all the tables that say like this isn't public seating like don't bring food from other restaurants Uh and she's eating at the restaurant Uh so she's like this third person walks up like as if he's gonna sit at the table across from her and she basically goes hey uh you know you're not supposed to bring food from other restaurants here like there's Mm -hmm. signs on the table saying that and she's like and then they kind of like gave like this like annoyed look and walked Uh away Okay. Uh-huh. So then afterwards, she called me. She's like, was that rude? This is the question for you guys. Was it rude for her to say something to them? Or was it rude for her to not want? Also, full disclosure, she's not the biggest person about having little kids. She's like little, like little kids around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like, it was a little kid, a young kid. I'm not, she's not, she's like, I don't like really want. change the environment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And she's like, I, I went out because I wanted to like, treat myself to tacos i would just want to like sit mm-hmm. alone and chill and enjoy them and kind of like have my time so basically is she rude for like saying something about bringing food and kind of like making it seem like they should leave do you want to go i could go for do you want to go, go first, first? Go okay first. i have my thoughts organized okay um well i guess two things one organizationally to sit tables like that close together to have separate tables is interesting on the restaurants. Uh, it looks like I don't what think happened, it is a separate table. I, I think it's a well, table. It's a table for four. I think someone possibly might have, someone might have pushed it or apart, what? Or I think they pushed it together. Like I think it is two separate. I think to me, I would take it as two separate tables, and that there was a group of four, and they pushed the two together oh, to have everyone that's an together. Theory. That's an interesting and theory. so, if I was her, those are mobile tables. I would literally just say, yeah, no worries. Let me give you guys some space. Drag that table. Mother. Yes. Um, you know, three feet over and then you're there because, and that's a part of it. Uh, it was Cholita Linda, by the Cholita way. Cholita Linda. Okay. I said Cholita, but it was um, Cholita. And then two other things there. It's like, I understand not necessarily, and it sounds like we're more talking about the um, the guy coming over, but you also mentioned all the other background. Yeah. To me, it's like, Part of going out, that's just, right, it's a roll of the dice. You might have an expectation of how you think the day is going to go or what you're going to see, what you're going to do. But you really are putting yourself out in public. And there could be a crying baby next to you. And that's just kind of what it is. As far as the guy coming over, I don't see anything wrong with being assertive and saying, like, hey, I also... Like I'm trying to enjoy my meal. I'm obviously at like a, this is a one person table. If you sit down across from me, 
that is very like in oh, my man. space. Yeah. I'm facing Especially you. Especially without asking. At- the two asked to sit next to her, yes. and she said, yes. "Okay, like sure. sure." And then a third person walks up after they ask with food from another place yes. and tries and is like putting food down on the table as if they're gonna. Yeah, I would say something because it's like, wait, who who are you and what are you doing? Like, you don't know if I'm saving this for someone else. I don't. I think it's right. For they me asked, "Is this table next to you free?" And she said, "Yes." yes. They didn't Fair ask, enough. "Can I come and like sit across from you yes. at your own table?" That's. <laughs> and I don't think they're like. I actually had that idea for like a restaurant at some point where you have like community seating. So then yeah. like, but then that's something this that is not a this is not, this, this is, is not, not at all. Table. And I would not, I am anti these people for sure. I, I, I am agree. I would scoot my table away. And then the guy comes over. You just, you got to speak up for yourself. Cause that's, she did, that's yeah. not comfortable. And I think you, what you did is perfectly fine. You said, Hey, I don't want that. No. And then it's also like this is food isn't even from even if the food was from there. I don't care about the food, to be honest. It, it's just like if you didn't ask and you just sat down, assuming that this was an open seat, that's a whole other thing. So mm-hmm. uh, go off, queen. Yeah. Well, King, two things. I think one tourists and this is because I worked in upscale fine dining beach restaurants in southwest florida tourists are a different breed of diners (laughs) yeah it is insane what they will work out on their own without asking anyone just to make this happen and this is you know miami beach and naples florida they're just it's bonkers and then two there is this new move of community tables and Mm -hmm. kind of an international view of like yeah we're super close and that's cool but this to me looks like the the not that restaurant just didn't have an additional table that matched the same size as the lemon table and mm-hmm. we're like hey let's give them some more so we can sit a four top here and i think that it is totally legit to knock out people who are doing something which i remember seeing when i was visiting london of like outdoor seating and they were bringing restaurant food from one restaurant to another where the server was bringing it yeah, I yeah I've seen that in Europe. To, yeah. To like be like, oh, hey, just so you know, like, I'm pretty sure that this is all this one restaurant. So I just don't want you to get in trouble, that kind of thing, because it, it is just so brazen that they would be like, hey, go ahead and take the table. So, no, I think she was totally in the right to say something to them and also to say something to them. She didn't really want their company. You know, she didn't want their children. She didn't want them to be sitting that close to her. Right. Totally acceptable. And she's not rude for doing it. She's just asserting herself as a diner being like, Hey, no, like mm-hmm. I, she could have easily done a little white line. Then like, yeah, they are taken Bye. you know? Ooh, see, that's the, that's the chess. We're, we're thinking checkers. You're thinking chess. Yeah. You say, is this table taken? Oh yeah. I'm actually saving it. Oh, Some friends are coming for yeah. my bag. And then they walk yeah. away, and then you leave 15 minutes later, and then sure. yeah, exactly, yeah, my bag, me and my my bagu and I'm I. Doing a mukbang, I don't have room for you. Yeah, exactly, my film, my documentary crew is actually coming yeah. to film this. They'll meal. be here any minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go, Paxton. She goes, oh, I should have done that in the yeah. chat. There you go. See those little lies. It's like it. Then it's just becomes socially acceptable, right? Like, oh no, this is taken. The fact that the dude, like that, automatically. I don't care what happens. That just negates what the guy did. Like if he's just right. putting food on the table, not asking, yeah. that's just an asshole move. Period. And 
those people are trying something. They are attempting to make something to work. get off. So yeah, to get if away you with something. Say no, yeah. then that is one of the outcomes that they expected. So that's a good point. Yes, they must have oh. anticipated a no. Yeah, there's no yeah. way they could think. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go like that's insane. Occupy that's insane. this woman's table. Tables. Yeah, exactly. It, to me, it looks like it's one table. Honestly, it looks well, like if it's, it was one, exactly, they would be the same size. Push it together. They Next would... time, push it together and just say, F it, I'm going to do what I want. Same way that tourists come in and push two tables together to yeah. make it for an eight top or a 10 top. Yeah. Do what yeah. you want. But if it makes you feel more comfortable, push them together. Say, that is my table. It is what it is. They or push them away. Right. That, that, that's, that space in between it, is the space they tried to like use as a wedge to ruin her meal. <laughs> I think that it's Dave different size. Song about that, you know, the space between. He he was talking specifically. Was that Jared about Leto? You said no. Oh no, that was Dave Matthews. <laughs> Just kidding. Dave Matthews. No, and Dave Matthews, I don't think would do any of those bad things. He seems like a really good guy. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, actually, he, I've he heard some stories. You've heard some stories. You've heard some satellite. You know what that's really about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't want to hear it. So there you go, Paxton. You were in the right. I th- I was so. Because I felt like a little bit like you're second guessing yourself. And I guess she talked to a friend who was like, no, like, I don't know what they were doing. Wasn't rude at all. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, no, it's crazy. It's no, that's crazy. Sitting yeah. at the table next to her is not crazy. But thinking that you could sit across from somebody without their even own table anything without asking. Yeah. It's psychotic. Yeah. It's psychotic. Whether the food's from the restaurant or not. And the fact that it wasn't even from the restaurant, that's yeah. just another Icing strike. on the cake. Yeah. To say no. yeah. Yeah. And I think that with that amount of space, like that is you are kidding yourself. And you also do not understand cities if you're saying that is workable as two tables and you are acting like you want to understand cities those are two tables it's not going to happen that's very strange that somebody would sit down next to you with their own food with that kind of space between you because it's not pushed together it's a tourist move like you said it is it's an absolutely a tourist move it's an aggressive tourist move yeah and no paxton you killed it you did exactly what you should do assert yourself young lady because that is yeah stupid yeah yeah there you go boom well that's kind of the that was kind of this in place of the we can't do the um neil's got issues this week. We, beep neil. got issues we can't do the we can't even say his no. name we can't do the the beeps got issues today because you know the, the man's not here we miss him we hope he's still watching he really quieted down a, a little while ago i don't know what he Probably and Kern are doing Detroit, you know oh yeah Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Probably living in the present. Yeah. Probably two sheets to the wind. Am I right, brother? Curran's <laughs> Curran's on though. Is Curran out? Curran here? Who knows? It. I really yeah think yeah like first like thing call in or something because I feel like Curran and I are kind of the super fans of the chat. So yeah, you hear that Curran? Austin had some major, very nice things in the chat helping helping us out though oh, yeah. earlier. Um, Curran said first things first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Who dat? Oh, Uncle, Uncle Phil, Phil, that was Will Smith's. Oh, uh, how, how old are you, Sarah? I didn't you have don't mind. TV. I'm outside. Oh, no, I don't mind at all. I'm, I, you know what? Aging is a privilege. I yeah. have no problem yeah. saying my age. I'm 35 years old. Okay. 
Nice, same. I'm. I'll be 35 in like a week or two or something like that. It's great. I highly recommend 35. I figured we were the same age. That's why I'm asking because mm-hmm. this guy doesn't get half the so, references we've made. No, because like I didn't have. That doesn't. That's not the point. It's <laughs> not that I'm five years I'm younger. Sure I didn't have a TV. Other episodes have said that he didn't own it. Do your research, Jay. Do your research. Yeah. Wait, when did you get a TV? I'm not a super fan like you. Sorry, I don't know everything about. I know us. <laughs> he lived on the farm. He had stuff going on. I've been to the farm. Double digits. Wait, when did you get a TV? Like when I was like 10. Okay. And then even then it was just like the Basic free channels. Networks. Yeah. Yeah. All I, I we, Growing up, I watched PBS. Like that That yeah. was for cartoons. That's what I watched. We had basic cable until I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And then my dad and my stepmom had cable. And oh, nice. that rocked my world. Yeah. And there was like a whole TV room for the kids. And I just remember staying up late, and this is going to age me so bad, but I remember watching the Meatloaf, uh, I Would Do Anything for a Love video, mm. Sweet November Rain, and Celine Dion something. And they all look the same. So, yeah. But it was so exciting for me. I was like, whoa, look at yeah. all of this. 58 channels? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I was raised by the TV, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't choose the TV life. The TV <laughs> life chose me. I was like the kid who was like reciting verbatim like entire cartoons, and my parents were like, yeah. "We think he has mental problems. <laughs> he likes Speak Dragon in- Ball Z yeah. a little too much." <laughs> Speak in your normal voice. I remember when I was a kid, I would always imitate like voices and stuff from like What's TV. What's Tater's precious? Exactly. <laughs> Tater's. Yeah, exactly. Like, that sounds uh, terrifying. And so, no, but that was I was like a freaking senior in high school when those movies came out. But like yeah, the uh, like when I was uh, when I was a little kid, I'd imitate like Looney Tunes and stuff, or like mm. Speedy Gonzales and like mm-hmm. things like that. And well, I that's where you like, got good at it. Maybe yeah. yeah. Practice. But, the, but I remember my parents would just like look at me, and I could see the look in their eyes, just like disappointment. There's, there's something. <laughs> They're like he's uh, off. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, exactly. Curran, what is the uh, J Cole lyric? I'm curious about that. Curran watches a lot of TV, too. I love you, Curran. All right, I can't wait till the next yeah. time we get to hang out. I wish I was in Detroit with you. Neil doesn't deserve you, Curran. I'm the best friend that should have been born in Texas and hung out with you growing up. Anyway, what? Uh, yeah. What are you asking? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 got about, I get emotional when I talk about Curran. Curran was talking about, he said also a J. J. Cole lyric. Oh, I'm a you big, love J. Cole. I, I like J. Cole a lot. So if you like lyrics, I that's that is one. <laughs> if you saw Curran saying I think Curran recommended I I like J. Cole. He said uh Butcher. This is see, this is the guy I was just laughing because I'm like, you just said at the beginning of the show, at the top of the show, I don't listen to any lyrics. And then I, now no, you're I, like, I do listen to lyrics. I love J. Cole's lyrics. It depends on who the artist is. Like, mm. I'm not necessarily... Well, I listen to... It depends. I sometimes do. Most, most like, rap songs, I'm not really listening. But it's certain artists I do. I can't remember. He say... He had I think something so many butcher rap artists freaking crush it. And I love it. And I, I unfortunately know, like, the entire Little Kim hardcore album and uh, GMX, cute. you know, Darker darker Than Hell. Well, I can't remember the name of the album exactly. But so It's Dark and Hell is Hot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the oh, ones the I really know. Peace, and then there was a oh. post-hominous oh. <laughs> uh, B.I.G. album that came out, and Ooh. I know all those as well. But uh, when it comes to J. Cole, he had a song. I just looked it up to make sure. Benny the Butcher. On with it. Neighbors. Do you know Neighbors? No. No. J. Cole. Like, oh Neighbors. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. <laughs> where have you seen the 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 music video for it? No. So the music video is actually the house. So. The, the backstory is 
he has this house in North Carolina, I believe, or South Carolina, really? where, where he rented out this house <laughs> and he, um, he, there was a studio downstairs. And so what was happening where the rappers were going in because there was a studio, they were recording stuff and leaving back and forth, back and yeah. forth. The neighbors, the neighbors thought that they were selling yes, dope. the neighbors just saw people coming in and out. Yeah, and they think I'm selling dope. dope. That's all. Oh. Yeah, exactly. A, yeah. As I am. Uh, uh, I am. Who who has the actual trap house in Atlanta that is like famous? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. We have something that's literally it's called the trap house, okay. and it's almost like a club, but huh. is not. It's just a it's a trap house. That Kevin Gates. Like, I don't. <laughs> Steve Harvey. Is it Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey. It is Steve. Oh my god. Oh uh, okay. And yeah. Steve Harvey and Steve Martin. So that's where the controversy comes from. Benny yeah. the Butcher. I gotta check him out. Freddie Gibbs, yeah, Freddie Gibbs was the guy last week that called out Joe Rogan. That was funny. Oh yeah, uh, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, there's, I think there, one of my favorite J Cole songs. It was from a mixtape that he did really, oh really my God, early you're on. So edgy. I know. I I was just on him before. Will knows a lot about the. Will knows a lot about the underground. What did you say? I said, were you out there on the streets? Will I was I was just on the streets. I was one of yeah, the neighbors Will, that called the cops. Will knows yeah. the underground. Um, <laughs> it's called, so he has a song in. called Wet Dreams, but there was a I song love, earlier than that. So does called, O-Town. O-Town has a song oh, called Wet Dreams, interesting. too. Just so you know, look it up. He has a song called, oh, Boss is awesome. I, I, I like him a lot. Um, yeah, all everyone under that label is amazing. Yeah, uh, uh, uh Boz, um, Jid, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. Yeah. Um, but he has a song. Sorry, let me just get this out real quick. He has a song called <laughs> Dreams. So look up. Oh, that's a good one. Dream. Have you heard it? Oh, I was thinking Aaron May. Okay, Dreams. no. Dreams. J. Cole. It's about him fantasizing over a w- woman, and the 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 hook is. This is the woman of my dreams. Is she as good as what she seems? Am I lying to myself? Should I go and get some help? Because the whole song is about him fantasizing about like falling in love and meeting this girl who he just sees on the street. And then he has like, he talks about, oh, I could run. Um, Turns out she has a boyfriend, but if I follow him home, I'll know where he lives. The next time he drives home, I can run him off the road. He'll die. Then I'll give her a couple months, but I'll be there to console her. Who's going to sing at our wedding? It's amazing. It's it's, it's a really good song. The Jared, uh, the Jared Leto playbook. Yeah. <laughs> I just put it on my iPhone, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And uh, also, it's a you know what Kanye I'm really song. into lately, and I always am. I go through these waves of him that I'm really like, okay, I'm going to listen to everything. Uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Have you guys uh, started watching Atlanta? I've seen, seen the first. There's really a couple seasons, I've right? Binged it recently. It was really good. I've mm-hmm. se- I've seen the couple seasons. He is a talented dude. Uh, again, yeah. some of his mixtape stuff. He has um, "Freaks and Geeks" is one of my favorite songs by him. Mm-hmm. Did uh, you see that song he did with Steve Harvey? That was a good one. <laughs> wow, that <laughs> it's well, gonna keep on coming. Um, have you seen or yeah, have you Family heard Family Feud? That's what it was called. Have oh, you yeah, heard that? Um, but Freaks, I had a lot of use in it. Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. I have not. Oh, check out that was a uh, show Childish Gambino. Yes, I, I and that's what it's show. based off of. Type in uh, that'll be the next song. Childish Gambino. Music videos are Freaks wild and Geeks. Too. Like his music videos are these 
uh, kind of like a a series of horror flicks. Like it's really interesting. Yeah, we had a whole uh, confrontation. (laughs) Oh my god, I thought about that earlier today. (laughs) Oh really? Really? Yeah. No, the confrontation we had around this music video. It's not worth getting into. We've got yeah. some some fans I, of the we show. We don't have to get into it, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, I, one of my favorites right now is "Sober" by Child with Gambino, and I highly recommend it. Sober. Like, look. It I up like Redbone. It's a Redbone. really clever, wonderful music video. No, not Redbone. What is it? Twelve. No, I think there there is a Redbone. Redbone is twelve. There, there was one album he did with all. It's all just like the timestamps of the. Because the internet. It's like the timestamps of the like songs on the album you know what i mean like there's uh, one where the music video is like he's like repeating 12.38 featuring 21 savage i listened to that a lot right around when covid started actually my lovely uh girlfriend tita showed me that song and bonfire bonfire is amazing (laughs) that's how you know she's good yeah oh yeah she's got great taste in music i don't know if it's freaks and geeks or bonfire but it's the i really like the one or like the one i'm thinking of is the oh there's something like that oh yeah Yeah, bonfire is amazing there's one where it's like maybe it's it's something like 3000 or something he's like oh yeah yeah he keeps doing like a recursive thing where he's like sitting down at a table with himself and he says something at the end he's like i don't give a fuck about my family name yeah 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 pauses and everyone in the diner is him he's just so artistic like i really enjoy it because it's interesting to watch and it's fun and uh it's just just good stuff you know well then you find out that he like uh wrote for so much stuff yeah exactly current current saying that whole mixtape um because the internet is good and i think that's current the one that all I, these songs yeah He's just current, the chat up with exactly the, with track ids we call them track Aaron, id current Thir- yes current 3005 is that how yeah. i say it 3005 bonfire he said but, well right. yes but well th- that that's the one that i was talking about where that yeah. the music the specific music video Just added but, bonfire um, had 3005 but now bonfire current's a big bonfire. fan and do you have uh freaks and geeks i'm gonna add that right Ooh, now let's go don't you worry yeah, yeah. Uh, I he's just a talented guy. I mean, you, he's you know, so talented. Because then he, you found out that he like wrote for a lot of comedy shows early on. He's like a ghostwriter. Community, community was a good community. show. I haven't gotten into community very much. I, I got into it a long time ago. It probably doesn't hold up. Same way that I got into uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm after the fact. Mm. I tried for, I tried community thinking that I would fall in love with it and I, I just it hasn't stuck yet but I love yeah. the cast like I think the cast is incredible so I'm hoping something changes I've never know? been able to get into Curb Your Enthusiasm I've tried a few yeah. episodes and I'm like it just doesn't hit for me I don't know everyone says oh. it's the most brilliant and I like uh, Seinfeld but I but Curb I just Curb just didn't feel even the same. Seinfeld it I, it felt like it kind of passed me by and mm-hmm. I watched it again and it's like so much stuff is based around that that then it's even though that's the original it felt like a derivative because I've seen derivatives yeah, of right, it which right. you know and um, it dilute and it dilutes the like when you make two yes. derivatives it dilutes the originals yes impact. exactly oh apparently Current, yeah apparently yeah. Childish Gambino wrote for Tracy Morgan on Thirty Rock. Wow. And uh, oh, Leo Obama is writing on his new Amazon show. Yeah, I have heard that. Huh. Tracy um, Morgan's awesome. What was it? They used to call me Fat Murphy. <laughs> he was Morgan. great in 30 Good. Rock. They See, used to call me Fat Murphy. That's, uh, those, uh, your parents can shame you all they want, but boy, oh, boy, are those uh, 
Impressions on, <laughs> sir. <laughs> you want me to massage your perineum? <laughs> that was a line from 30 Rock. Yeah. Let's clip that. Let's yeah. clip that. that. Let's <laughs> Guys, man, we've been going for two hours and fourteen minutes. This is a record episode. Sarah, you've got a, you've got a lot to say, and we like to hear all of it. I think. I love chatting with you guys. Hopefully, yeah, have you back. And I, I love that. Then we got to go a little deep on some of these topics, and yeah, um, yeah I deep love indeed. We love went deep your into perspective, the, the Me Too sort yeah. of thing, and the reconceptualization of celebrity. I mean, I've never seen Will disengaged on the podcast. And also, yes. That's because someone's actually matching my intellect. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. My, yeah. my filmography. I'll dumb it down for you guys next time if that's what you're worried about. <laughs> you guys are so wonderful. Keep you're wonderful. We miss, I, I miss up, Neil. I, I know camera. that I'm saying we like we're in the chat because I still feel like I'm part of the chat. Yeah. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh, Neil passed out. Yeah, and uh, 100%, we're going to have you back on. Great guest. And, yeah. but, so. like Apparently, you, we are, 100%. Yeah. Hey, if Will, if, if Will says it, hey. if Neil says it, I, you know. Ringleaders. In, unanimous. <laughs> it, it's unanimous by me. Yeah. I, I, of course, want you back. And, yeah, yeah. You're, you know, you're, uh, you, you're quite a gal. You know what I mean? You, you're, you guys are you're one, quite the boys. You're one, tu- you you're so one tough cookie. You're so wonderful. Oh, you're, my, like, yeah. you're like my internet friends. If there was, like, a, a parallel to having, like, the aim boyfriend kind of thing you three are like my aim boyfriends wrapped into one yeah you know we're asl emojis, we're saying asl like all Boom. that stuff so thank <laughs> you so much for everything that you guys do and it's been such a privilege to be on your show it really has mm. been i absolutely love it keep doing uh what you do you guys create magic every week thank you so much and I yes current yeah. you're gonna be on brother yeah, get Kern on here. He's another super. He fan was here chat. last we weekend. Uh, yeah, we we can either do a Zoom again or next time you're in town, we'll yeah, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely well, have Kern on. We'll definitely have more people on. And the best way that you can get on the show is to keep the show going. And the best way you can keep the show going is like to spread subscribe. the word. Talk to people, even more than liking and subscribing. Like we don't really care about that thumbs up or whatever it is on YouTube. What we really care about is like if you like what we do, tell a friend, get someone to watch with Spread you. Spread it. Spread the love. Spread the word. Get out there. Shout it from the rafters, and and the rooftops, and let everyone know about your favorite podcast. Who invited Will? So for Will, anything else? Nope. Have a great night, everyone. Sarah. I'm going to go tell two people about this podcast, even though it's really just yeah. that person saying, like, listen to my friend. The pod- I'm going to tell two people about this podcast. Now, sure that people do it yeah, because it is so fun. It's a fun part of my work week, and I really appreciate it. And now um, you have an episode with you on it that you can tell them, hey, you want to get yeah. to know me better? Even Watch more. me talk about how Jared Leto's creepy for three hours. <laughs> Dang, it's happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for this time. I really appreciate it. The conversation is always a delight with you guys, whether it's in the chat or on here. So thank you so much for everything, guys. I really appreciate it. We nice. love you. You're part You're of the, the family. You're a Whamley member forever. Whamley. And- Whamley. 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 Stop. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Another episode in the books. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Thursday, 730 Mountain Time, 930 Eastern Time, 630 Western Easy. Pacific yeah. Time. There we go. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs>